If you freaking don't want to fight, then you freaking might as well stop right now. Are you going to stop fighting? You're behind in this fight. Damn it. Take this. You're behind in this fight. You're now listening. You got 12 minutes left. That's four rounds. What you do in the next 12 minutes, you're going to have to live with for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. Your little son, he's not going to be told that his son beat Hollyfield. He's going to be told he beat lost to a guy named Volta. Who's brought up with no talent? You understand? Anything you feel, he's feeling the same for worse. You're just not digging. You hear me? And you can't talk about all the things you talk about if you don't perform. Now listen, do you want to live with that the rest of your life, no. Michael? It's gonna happen. You got 12 minutes. You're behind. You understand? It's gonna start here. Yes, yes. Knock them out the box. The uh, the sickly edition, episode thirty-one. Trenta <laughs> Look, through another COVID surge, we're not stopping the shows. Nope. Live with the vid. B, B and I have been uh, touched, touched, uh, fighting through, fighting through sicknesses. For you guys, said we were going to cancel the show. Apparently the co apparently the COVID is sweeping the US and A again. Is that yeah. what's happening? <laughs> it's I don't know. This shit sucks. This shit is real. Um I thought I dodged it. I thought I dipped and dodged it. You were I slipping. Got, I got struck. I got struck. Hit with that vid. My name is Vinny Paz. This is my co-host with the co-most, Mr. Brandon Long. What's the word, man? Yo, man. Just here. Just here, just living. Just, just living. <laughs> just living. Yeah, right. fluids and fucking vitamin C. Right. Um, right. That's about it. Um, how you feeling? It just uh just wiped out and tired, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're you're chasing around uh two little ones at the two same little time. Co- two little covidiots. Little fucking monsters. Uh, I it's you know, it's uh when you're when your friends you know at, at our age you know uh m- m- most if not all but most of our friends have have kids you know and right, it's, right it's it's weird seeing like the navigation of it of getting sick depending on the age of the kids because right. like like your girls there's no tell there's no like daddy sick stop annoying me like that's no. not happening no like yo they're just like the older one you wouldn't even know she was sick. Like she, she half a day, she was kind of like, uh, and then she was just like, all right, firing on all cylinders. I mean, boogers flying out of her nose and shit, but she's flying right. around the little one. Right. The little one was like a day, like a, like a, a good hard day. She was kind of like just not herself, but then she just files the older one and she's just, they're just little germ factories all over the place. Yeah, man. Kids are gross. Like we yeah. were saying, nah. we were text. Yo. they're just like, there's no like not getting sick when you have children, bro. No, like, like all the kids. And and when you say kids are gross, it's like we're speaking about our own. Then right. when you think about how gross the other people's kids are, they're the next levels of gross, Yuck. bad parenting, purposely knowing the kids are sick, sending them to school. It's become wow. this like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really become this um, 
it's it's going to be this cycle that I'm interested to see, like where it goes. You know what I mean? Because the level of defiance, like fucking. Yeah, yeah like, on every level of schooling, <laughs> from like kids or I just, little, like I just, ours. I just can't be home with them anymore. Someone, right? Yes, them. yes, yes. Yo, the older one the other day took the phone charger cord. This is I, I don't I can't believe I'm sharing this on our show, but you know what? Our fans are like family. Grab the shit. Tried. She doesn't know how to tie a knot, but she put it around my wife's hands. We don't even know where she learned this from. So I'm tying you up, mommy. I'm going to drag you around. My wife's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I was like, what? like, this is what's happening. It's Lord of the Flies in this fucking place. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I know you are. You, can, you know, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing her down there, dropping her off. I'm a big and, fan of her. Show. She's the other day. She calls me. She goes, you're a scutch. That's well, what she says to me. She goes, ah, hey, you're a scutch. I'm like. You're going to get a fucking black eye. Kid. <laughs> Listen, uh, look, she's not wrong. No, she, looks like, de- she looks like dead nine and says that shit. Anyway, yeah. that's going to be the next fight we reveal. Is, yeah, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you and your the, oldest. The knockout loss to my oldest. Um, it was, well, you know, we, have, we have a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, let's, a lot of let's, fights dive right, let's dive right into uh, Canelo Bivo, man. Um, I guess there's, there's tons to unpack there from yeah. um, from I, I guess, well, where I want to start is is uh, with something you said to me as it was happening. And uh, we can get into the, um, this proves that, you know, he's not, he's not big enough to go to 75, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I had mentioned on our preview show Mm-hmm. that I thought Kovalev did some really good work. Um, right. And and there's a, a huge point um, that I've made on our show and I, I want to continue to make, and that is that knockout wins and losses, okay? W- regardless of where you're at, if you're the one that's doing the knocking out or if you're on the receiving end of knocking out, whatever work was being done prior to that, it's history. Hmm. You the the my Tyson Franz Bolta is remembered for one. To me, it's the prettiest right-handed heavyweight of all time. It's one of the prettiest right hand. It's probably a four-inch punch. Mm-hmm. The right-handed. Yeah. yeah. Mike looked like shit and was getting whacked around by Franz Bolta. Right. Nobody talks about that now. And I, no, no, nor will they ever. Got it. I, 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 I hear what you're saying now. Okay. So yeah, what, I'm what, picking up what you're putting down. What I'm getting at is Canelo spot does Kovalev dirty late. Yes. I, that, that was. But he looked like dog shit leading up to it. Dog shit is. Look, dog shit. I, I had him losing. Uh, he was absolutely losing. But you wrote me something while we were watching the fight. And you were like, yo, he looks like shit. And I mean, this guy, Bivol, you you laid out your keys to victory for him. Mm -hmm. And spoke about the fact that because a lot of knockouts, a lot of highlight reel knockouts, Casual fans might not know that Cardello's not really that active. No, no. Um, not at all. When he catches you, it's trouble. And at 
at, at weights that he's most comfortable, which is cer- certainly 54 and 60, mm-hmm. and he cleaned up 68, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, by doing a lot of damage. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot more questions than there are answers. Um, the the question of does his power go up there is very tricky because you're looking at a Kovalev that was on the tail end and Chinny, and then on the flip side you got Bivol who's got a gratitude. Right. So is the truth somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I mean I think he's got enough, uh, you know, get your attention power at at seventy five. But let's be honest. He didn't knock out Callum Smith at, at 68. Uh, he did. He stopped Billy Joe Saunders, but it wasn't like he flat backed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, broken orbital bone. Right. Corner, they had, you know, right, corner stoppage. I don't um, know if his face wasn't busted up, if it just would have. He would have drubbed them, but it might have gone 12. And right. Just been lopsided drubbing. You know? Right. 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 Um, so, look, I, again, it, it's hard to tell. Like you said, um, Kovalev. Uh, I had heard, you know, rumors swirling. He really, he, all he did was make weight, really didn't train. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's fighting at Cruiser now. He had a fight last weekend. Um, yeah, he said, you know, he, he said, look, we don't know what to make of it. Right. But he said the last few fights at 75 killed him. Right. And, um, and like you and said, also rumors said, swirling. There's, there was rumors swirling of drinking a lot in between fights. Uh, again, have a long camp, et cetera, et cetera speculation, et cetera. you know, but we're just yeah. putting things out there because that's what we do. We don't, I, you know, whatever I, I the case is, it wasn't just Canelo it was, was gassed by the by the sixth round. Let's be honest. Um, Bivol kind of did what we thought he was going to do. He threw straight punches. What he what no one expected him to do was catch and shoot, which Canelo tried to go in there and beat his arms down like he did Callum Smith. And Bivol said they. Uh, did you see his arms? Bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, "Did he hurt you at any point?" Bivol said, "Yeah, look at my arm. Yeah, he definitely hurt my arm." The other thing I said to one of my other buddies was, "I said it's almost, and I'm saying this very f- sarcastically and being facetious, it's almost like Bivol watched tape. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's almost like he did his due diligence. Right. And studied oh wow. How All right. Beat this guy. Sit here with a high guard. He's going to try to beat my arms down. I'm going to punch him between his punches because he's not active." It's essentially what he did. And then he got out of there. And then when Canelo was trying to get Bivol to come in for counters, he just didn't stop punching to let him counter almost. So it was one, two, three, four, five, five punch combo, get out. And uh, one of the things um, that our, uh, in any event, Canelo looked overmatched at the weight, uh, possibly overmatched with skill, I think, we all universe, <laughs> God, <coughs> universally underestimated uh, Bavol's skill. We all called him skillful. You and I, I mean. Um, but I, I, I mean, we have always said he was very good. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. We uh, we constantly said on this show we believe him to be the second best. Right, the second best uh, light heavyweight. Next to better BM. And hey, I In don't the know. World. I don't know that. This is me. You know, because there's things that we say as a show and then there's things we say individually, you know, to me, as huge for him as the Canelo win is beating a 68 pounder doesn't make me automatically say, oh, now he's the best 75 pounder. No, he's. I still think he's the second best. So do I. So do I. And I Um, think that exact fight that just happened 
with with you know hindsight being twenty twenty, would have been a bad look for Canelo if that was better BF. Yeah, unless better BF's completely lost a step, you know that we haven't seen. But if it's the better BF we know, I I don't. That's not a good look for Canelo. Canelo, the only the advice I'll give um, Saul El Canelo uh, Alvarez because mm. you know he obviously listens to the show. Yeah. Um, it's just park your ass at 68 unless you have some incredible amount of money at 75 and you know but he he looks sluggish going into the sixth his mouth was open he was trying to pump himself up someone else pointed out on twitter and i can't remember who but it's a boxing pundit uh well-respected boxing pundit maybe too many camps maybe these fights like that you and i sort of we 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 didn't champion but we said you know we wouldn't we don't mind seeing stuff like that mm-hmm. uh like yield Durham, sure, rocky sure, fielding sure. uh fights like that sort of in between stay busies might not be good if you have five six fights a year he made he's an old 31 uh he's been a pro since he's 15 he's been fighting for titles since he's 19 or 20 um this is a long time so that person said this may be we may have seen Pete Canelo, meaning the Caleb Plant fight, and we may see a downturn in Canelo. He may have to shift gears in his style, how he fights, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. That's just speculation. I, I want to give him another shot, see what he does at 68. I still have Canelo rated really highly. Um, but back to the Bivol fight, our a friend of our show, a friend of the show and a friend of ours, uh, Craig Satari, Craig ahead uh, from Sick of It All, who's a boxing brilliant boxing mind we him and i were talking and he said you know one thing i noticed was that canelo was getting hit and not hitting back it's mm-hmm. the first thing they teach you mm-hmm. you know if you get hit hit back you know don't don't you know don't just let a guy tee off on you and i thought it was a great way to put it and i i was kind of searching for that phrase and i couldn't find it and craig put it perfectly I, I don't know if you noticed that, too, while you were watching the fight. I was like, why is he not countering this? You know what I mean? Like where Bivol was throwing a five and six and seven, seven punch combination. Canelo was tired. He was tired. Fifth round of that fight, sixth round of the tight. He looked gassed. Um, well, I haven't said this in a long time. There's there's videos on my YouTube of me breaking down Canelo first triple G. Okay. Okay. There used to be lots of lactic acid in his back. Uh huh. And he would fade late. Explain to people when you say that, what that means. Well, like cramping, like it looked like you could see him cramping. There's this, it's, it's hard to articulate. There's this look when a guy's got it in his back. I don't want to say, um, I just don't want to use it's, it's, uh, it's 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 too vague to say like the muscularity you know what mm-hmm. i mean but mm-hmm. if i if i for the sake of it for the, the simplicity of trying to explain it the, sometimes the muscularity is there a mute button on our headphones there is on mine yeah oh i don't have one um i don't want to and, cough in everyone's ear no no i just didn't know that i don't think yeah. i have one but uh but yeah hey i would say th- that causes that's a uh 
it's a telltale sign when someone has that that this guy's gonna gas. Right. And historically, guys that do gas, I always see that lactic acid in their back. Mm-hmm. And earlier, like I used to tell, I'm just talking to people, I'm talking pre knock them out the box. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do little videos for YouTube or ju- or just among friends or telling my brother, yo, this kid's a beast. This kid's a problem. This kid's, you know, one of the best fighters in the world. Right. He fades. He fades. And I didn't see that post triple G triple G and then you brought up yo this guy was gassed by the fifth or sixth and that's the guy I used to see before right you know and and, and then yeah well he made some adjustments whereas in remember he he was less active he w- he wouldn't throw as many punches he was much more selective with the punches he would throw um defense was was a little different it was more like you know remember I, I think it was Austin Trout where he first flashed it. The really good head movement, you know what I mean? Getting mm-hmm. out of the way, uh-huh. but standing stationary. You know what I mean? And not not moving his feet as much where he was bending at the waist more and 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 uh, and slipping punches. Um, I, I think there's a huge question mark. And uh, uh, the, the biggest <laughs> question I have coming out of this fight is, did we see a guy that you know, the the age old adage, man, it's as old as the sport is a good big guy always beats a good little guy. Did we see that? Did we see a better fighter win? I mean, there's there's weird talks be going on because because of who he is and because of what you said, you said, look, 75 is not for him. Go back down to 68. Beave all said, I'll I'll go to 68 for all his belts right. now. I I I love that he said that in theory because you and I just love maniacs who say things like that because right people are already talking about Timmy Zoo saying give me Charlo and people go whoa 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 pump your brakes kid and it's like yo what do you want I don't know what you people want you, you uh, complain dude, that people fight, don't I've been, fight I've been fighting with people on Twitter all day but you get what I'm saying even if yeah. you think even if your mindset is he's not ready for Charlo how can you not like him saying dude he first of all. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into that. I want to actually yeah, get yeah. into that but, today. But but, 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 but but hey, look. Let, I, let, let, if Bivol, if Bivol goes down to sixty eight, and Canelo beats him up, we're gonna get an Andre Ward Chad Dawson situation here. Um, that's my thing. Is I I never I, it, look. There's a lot. He'll never get credit for it. Andre Ward's run in the Super Six is is one of the best runs I've seen. You know, in recent times. Right. That Chad Dawson fight, make draining him, making him come down to make that, which is what happened. If you're an Andre Ward fan, don't believe the hype. Like, oh, uh, Chad didn't have to do that. And blah, 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 blah. Look, nobody has to do anything. But yeah, they Chad- made it so that he had to come well, down. Well, you, you know what? You, you know the whole backstory. That Dawson said, I can make 68 and Chad and... uh Ward was like, well, then come down and make 68. And then that was it. There was no catch weight. They should have fought at a catch catch weight. I think that would have been, you know, if they fought at like 72. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying saying, history is kind to Ward. And I don't mean as a fighter in the ring and his record, et cetera, et cetera. There's just some things that are very kind. The history is kind to him that are just magically forgotten. The, The lies about the Triple G 
contract oh, yeah. that was sent over that were proven that were that, that, that well don't forget that, don't forget he also challenged floyd at some point remember yeah he was like i'll i'll suck down to 54 or something like that and yeah look yeah. There, there there's a lot of shit that he did that that if if you find him unlikable you know because he's heralded he was a very good fighter uh, Kovalev beat him in that first fight it, it wasn't particularly close um to me it was lopsided uh when the when the scores are red ward looks like he saw a ghost yeah, surprised yeah um and uh but hey chad dawson's career was over ward is like a hyper competitive unlikable person much the way like michael jordan is um or any of those people he's you can see it um and again if you ever in conversation if anybody ever said anything to him in that regard he would probably argue till you were blue in the face and make you feel like you were a crazy person because yeah he seems that competitive which yeah is what made him a great fighter. Yeah, his- absolutely. And it made Jordan Jordan. But you, right. do, you talk to people who dealt with him and you're like, yo, it's a nightmare. Yeah. He's a nightmare. Very unlikable person. Um, but anyway, uh, it's uh, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't. Yeah, can we also I, discuss Bivol versus Bivol? Because that's driving me nuts, too. Bro, <clears throat> if anybody follows me on Twitter, I was writing that. Okay, I'm just going to say, get Daniel Jacobs off the mic. Oh, he's bad. He's bad. Like, I I can't name names, but certain people I know follow me on Twitter that have higher up connections as as far as the zone. Yeah, yeah. Business. And uh, that was like a trial run that they did a favor for him. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was a fucking disaster. He was missing cues. Um not listening to yeah to, to the directors mm-hmm. uh, and yes the he was calling him bivel all night is it and i asked is it I, like you know when someone keeps doing something that makes you feel crazy is the guy's name dimitri bivol or is it bivel yeah because no one was correcting him how do you not in between rounds or when the mic is 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 cold and not hot just kind of lean over and be like yo bro you're saying his name wrong yeah of course it's and write it down and write B E E E E E E V O L. Well, when it would happen with certain people back in in the in classic days of boxing, um, whether you're talking about Roy butchering the language, Bernard butchering the language, uh, Big George butchering the language, Bobby Chez butchering the language, like you said, yo, so you're telling us that whether it be fighter meetings you've had it wrong this whole time prep leading up to it you are, you do not have notes you're not writing things out phonetically right. because you know when when you and i joke around on the show one of us says someone's name wrong if we had to keep saying it oh, we, if, we would if, look you know if i was <coughs> working a professional broadcast i and these names were hard to me to pronounce like we're going to talk about zerto is it Bozell? Bozil? Right. Later, you know, right. I would say to, I don't know, Sergio, to Grisham, to Mannix, the guys on my broadcast team. Hey, quick check. How do you say this guy's name? You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I he also has this habit of putting S's on the end of everything mm-hmm. that doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, like, all right, I'm going to get a sandwich at Subway's. 
Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yo, a lot of people have that, but yo, that shit that. drives me. You can't have that as a as a broadcast. No, you know what I mean. Yo, full full disclosure: the the, the store Nordstrom. I thought mm-hmm. it was Nordstrom's for like a hundred fucking years, and I'm like, well, I, and then no, and then I fucking like, I don't know. I was pulling up to the mall one day, and I saw it written on the side of the building, and I was like, holy fuck, it's Nordstrom. Yeah. I legit thought it was Nordstrom's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you're a you know, moron. I, well, fuck you. How about that? You like that? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> well, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? There has to be some sort of what's next for Canelo discussion. It's like, he, all right, he, we, he's going to fight well, in September. Right, so he's got think. he's got every fucking belt. Right. So it's either take your choice of one of his mandatories um, or. Oh, no, he has either Triple G or Bivol. So if Bivol says I'll go to 68 and fight him, I think. Canelo, I don't know. I think they're right now they're in the Canelo's on vacation stage. And when he gets back, they'll sit down and they'll uh, they'll hash it out. I have a feeling we see Canelo triple G. Canelo's going to need a uh, a W or at least a fight that they think he can win. Um, and that's a 40 year old triple G, a weight class up. Well, speaking of speaking of competitive, you have Canelo being like, uh, the, you see the variety, the range of emotions that someone that's highly competitive goes through. With right. Moves. The it's you know v- very 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 post fight was you know my hat to him. He fought well. He was the better man. Within a half hour at the post fight conference, he's saying I think he won four or five rounds tops. Yeah. So yeah. then he's now the denial setting in. And then then it's I think I won. Then wherever your mind is at on paper, you lost, even if you're delusional enough to think you won, you just took an L then it becomes, what do I do now? Yes. I want the rematch, right? That much has been said. It has. Does he think he can do it at 75 is his camp is are the Reynoso smart enough is Eddie Hearn. Um, we know Eddie Hearn smart enough. Do you say, yo, this 75 it's, uh look it was um that was uh an outlier that that kovalev fight in retrospect we shouldn't have even taken that right well i think there's two things one you know there's definitely go you know to 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 be cliche you know they got to go back to the drawing board because their their game plan for bavol was terrible this is a guy well, there, there there's the thing b I saw no adjustments, none, none and no instruction, no real instruction in the corner as to what to do. Um, <clears throat> the where Canelo in the past, I, I spoke on a little earlier, uh, you know, he gets his head off center line after he throws. But he was not doing that in this fight. No, no. Straight, straight ahead. He was getting like, lit up. Right. Straight ahead like a bull thro- telegraphing his shots. There was no. Uh, there was no nuance. There was it was just I'm going to bomb this motherfucker out again like I've done. He like fell in love with the Caleb Plant, Billy Joe Saunders style uh, steam that, you know, wrecking ball kind of thing. And uh, it's not going to work against guys that are bigger and durable. Let's not forget Bivol is a tough man. This is a tough guy. This is, you know, went 12 with Joe Smith, 
um, knocked out Sullivan Barrera in the, I believe, the 12th. Um, again, like you said earlier, this is legit the second best guy in that division. And he's a he's a real light heavyweight. You know, he's he's six feet, six foot one tall. He's these guys most. I mean, I think they said he walks around at like 188. I find that hard to believe. I know some light heavyweights and pros. These guys are big, big guys. Like when you meet them, you say to yourself, how the fuck does this guy make 75? Yeah, I mean, light heavyweights that I, I when I I met Kovalev at Triple G Stevens. I uh-huh. spoke to him for a while. That guy was 200 pounds that night. Right. And a, like a bit like a big, big features, right? Sturdy. Big yeah. Big, sturdy guy. He was like showing right. me this ring that they bestowed upon him um, like in his hometown. Oh, and really? Big paws, yeah. big, sturdy guy. Not super tall because I'm I'm short. And the, the flick we took, it's not like it looks like I'm standing with a basketball right. player. He's, of course, taller than me. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? <clears throat> but well, just like, a big, sturdy guy. And absolutely was 200 pounds. Right. Like I, yeah. I met I met Tomas Adamic um, at the Wilder Spielka fight. And of course, he had been competing at heavyweight at this point. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the fact that he, that he was, able, was at 75. Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, holy yeah. guy had hands, yeah. hands like shovels. Yeah. His head was like a basketball. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, guys, so it's like when you meet like a football player, even if they're running back, you're like, oh, that guy plays fucking professional fucking sports. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or baseball player. You look at like, I remember uh, years ago, there was a meet and greet. You know, Derek Jeter was never considered a big, you know, by stature, man, you know, ba- uh, yeah, baseball player. But yeah. I actually got to shake his hand and his, his hands are massive. Like, you know, and his again, like the big face. You know, I don't know how to describe it, but like, it's no, just, I know exactly they, what you mean. Like when I met Darren look, Dalton, I was like, yo, this motherfucker is big. big right. Yeah. They, 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 just, they just look different than yeah. a normal person. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. So what's going to happen with Canelo next? We don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, I don't think he should take the fight at 68. I think it's a lose lose. This was already a low reward, high risk fight. And he came out on the losing end. I say go forward with your Triple G fight. You know, that's the deal you made with the zone. That's the one we're expecting. If Triple G still wants it, go for it. Make that fight, fight the trilogy, and then defend these belts, retire, or vacate, whatever the fuck you're going to do. But you have a responsibility now as the um, lineal champ, the unified champ, the undisputed champ at 68 to defend your belts and give someone a shot. Mm-hmm. That's the way the sport works. Well, look, um, for my haters out there on fucking Twitter, you fucking scumbags. That's how the sport works. When you hold the belt, you got to defend them. I I, I just wanted to say that when we spoke about, again, you know, uh, not to sound like a broken record, but we spoke about keys to victory for Bivol. We gave them. We talked about him staying busy when Canelo was not. Mm -hmm. We both picked Canelo. I the reason we did is because we had these keys of victory for Bivol. We just didn't think he would execute it. Right. Well, and well, he did ex- ex- execute it perfectly against this opponent. I, I think, you know, um, again, what happens is now all the talk is 
he's too small for 68, meaning Canelo, rather than this guy put on the performance of a lifetime. Which I think is natural when you have the pound-for-pound king lose (coughs) in such a fashion. But, I again, Bivol fought a hell of a fight. When you talk about high risk, low reward for Canelo, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't much different for Bivol other than the money. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, um, not, not, I don't mean financially. I mean, okay, if you beat him, you're going to get the, well, you're the bigger guy, you're in your prime, you're undefeated. Right. Um, that's what you should do. And if you lose, you know, it's no big deal. You lost at a pound for pound king. It was it was a it was a weird fight for both of them in regards to I, I, risk from reward. I, from, from, cetera, what I, from what I heard, the Canelo people sought out the fight. They wanted a challenge at seventy five, and Bivol, all the little <coughs> concessions, the bullshit concessions, like he's the champion at seventy five, and he walked first. You know what I mean? Like he basically gave up everything. As far as position on fight posters. No, I mean, he said as much in post fight. Did he? Yeah. He was like, yo, yo, we run it back. I'm the fucking champ. Right. Okay. So like those concessions will be made if we run it back. Uh, You know, because I'm not a B side if we run it back. Right. I understand. I understand who he is. But in regards to I just beat him. Right. I'm the champ, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then after that, we started hearing the rumblings that we discussed that he mm-hmm. said he thinks he can get to 68. I, I don't know about that. man. I don't either. I, and I don't want to see it anyway. So. It's going to be interesting in the next two or three months, what we see from. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. Well, as we hear stuff. Hopefully we have something soon on what they're going to do. But each of them, you know, are they going to run it back or each go somewhere else first and then run it back again, you know, or that's it. Right, right, right. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's talk about the unification fight at 154. Uh, We had it before. It was a draw. (coughs) We Mm -hmm. thought Castaño won. Um, It was for all the marbles. In the history of unification fights, the history of the sport, you're talking what 140 plus years or right. however however long. Mm-hmm. It's only happened like seven or eight times. Yeah. Where it was a draw for you. It was a draw for unification. Yeah, it's pretty it's really <laughs> rare, guys. Um so we saw Charlo. Uh this is Jermel Charlo, uh Brian Castaño this past weekend. And B Pazzy picks a rough little yeah. rut. I picked You're, Canelo. Yeah, I picked uh, I I thought Castaño would win, mm-hmm. you know, visually to our eyes and get robbed and get robbed, which means I picked Charlo to win right. in a robbery. He did not win in a robbery. It no. was a great, fun fight to watch and a great performance. I really want to give credit to Jamel Charlo. Uh, it was nip and tuck the first. It's funny. It was very seesaw action. I had Charlo win in the first three rounds. I had Castaño looked like he was going to now surge the next three rounds. I had him taking Steve Farhood had a really good scorecard as, as I, you, I, I, I usually agree with Farhood as I uh-huh. used to with Letterman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean by agree? I don't yes. mean exact, but right. But I, I never go, what the fuck is this guy watching? Right. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and, 
and this was similar. Um, I think Farhad had it the same way. B. Yeah, I, 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 think, <laughs> I think through I, six, my, he had it even first three, second three. And then there was, you know, they say there's levels, right? Yes, we talked are. about Andre Ward before. Was, mm-hmm. I think he actually made that term famous. Mm-hmm. There's, level, there's levels to this. Yeah. Um, you saw Charlo just put it into another gear. And he got on. He got on. He started moving his feet real nice, moving away from as best he could because Castaño's right kept like coming and coming and coming. Yeah, let's talk about that beautiful jab that Charlo has because wow. we've roasted these two. Um, we've roasted them. Um, we haven't been out of pocket because as, as people, they're bozos. Yo, they're dicks. Bottom they're line, loud, like, yo, yo, they're these, loud mouth drunken bozos right, at the, yo, other these, people's cards. They're all right. if if it's not one of their cards, they're hammered and loud and right. dressed like morons. And yeah, yeah they're dicks. They're, they're dickheads. So he started pumping the jab, doubling, tripling the jab, and um and moving and moving and moving away from Castaño's right hand, which was landing like the, the three rounds that I had Castaño winning. He was winning really with the right hand um, pressure, man. T- tough kid, right? Tough and, kid keeps coming. Yep. And uh, Charlo did a great job of fighting him off. And then you could see he was just starting to pull away and pull away and pull away. If he didn't <coughs> stop him when he did uh, in the ninth, I actually think it would have gotten pretty ugly the last three rounds. Charlo looked like he got a second wind and he couldn't miss. Um, he landed a right hand to the body. Like, and I, I don't think the commentators paid as much attention to it as I did because it was like a delayed reaction knockout. He came back. Well, I up. wrote you and said that that I I used the words in real time. That looked weird. It was weird. It? And you were like, tried- yes. And you're like, yo, but did you peep? Because he banged the body shot, set it up, and no one talked about that. Right. He hit him real hard to the body with the right hand. And I think he, I think that's actually what, obviously he lost his head because he got, he got hit with a really hard left hook up top. But I think the body took his legs. And the left hook up top was the delayed reaction shot. Maybe it was, or maybe it was from the body. Was mad weird because it didn't, it didn't look, Right. He just and he <coughs> it's like when you drop a pair of jeans. I know yeah, we're, yeah. Both, we're, we're both dying over here. Dying over here. I'm, I'm dying over here. Yeah. Little dog day afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm dying um, over here. The left hook. Yeah, right. I think it was a right to the body. So right to the body, left right hook to up body, top. Left hook up top. Beautiful shots. Uh, but he folded and he got up, and I was like, this is over. Really beautiful inside work, too, because Charlo was pecking. From the outside uh, at that point, Castaño came in for like one last you know, bit of pressure to, to, to crowd him. And at that point now, Charlo knew what to do. And he, like you said, he banged to the body real hard and then came up top with the left hook and boom, that was it. And then Castaño got back up after that. I saw a lot of people saying, and these are boxing people saying, the referee needs to be spoken to. He should have stopped the fight there. Castaño had no fucking clue where he was. I think it should have been stopped when he got I, it. I agree. I agree. They let it go. And then uh, Charlo threw like this really kind of awkward sort of another like it was like a left. It's like a, a jab from his waist sort of hook uppercut thing. I don't know how to even describe it. It looked yeah. weird. And he, he like he 
I mean, the back of Castaño's head touched the middle. You know, it like touched his, the back <coughs> of his waist. His head snapped back so bad. And then that was it. That was all she wrote. But uh, I really got to give Charlo his props. Like the adjustments were made. Um, he has a lot of dog in him. Uh, he takes tough fights. Um, like almost uh, like Lennox Lewis. If he looks bad in one fight, he, he comes back. He wants a rematch mm-hmm. right away. He wants to mm-hmm. fight the guy right away. Um, so I, I, I got nothing bad to say about his in-ring antics. Um, I just wanted to talk a little. And, and you know, Castaño fought valiantly. Um, I'd like to see him again. Uh, I'd love to see him fight any one of the top guys, be it Tim Zhu, Sebastian Fundora. I Well, that's sort of the thing with, with Timmy Zhu calling out Charlo. It's like, um, I love the I love the the balls. Well, there. he's his mandatory. Yeah, he's his mandatory. And he's been his mandatory, apparently. Yeah, you, for two years or something. For, yeah, yeah, something crazy. And in order for they made concessions so that. Cast, uh, the Castaño rematch would happen right away. Yeah, OK, of course. so he sat out and now he's like, all right, it's it's I'm here. They don't have to cross the street. It's Showtime PBC. They can yeah. make that fight next. Yeah, of course. I think it would do big numbers. It, Tim Zhu, listen to me and you. All right. Another guy who listens to this show. He's now living and training in in the States. Uh, I think he's living in California. Um, he needs a stylist. I'll just put that in there. I told mm-hmm. you the other night he looks mm-hmm. like a, NAS- a NASCAR driver on his day off. It's, it, it wasn't good. I don't understand what the fuck. And but did you also notice? And I don't want to take away from Charlo Castaño, but there really isn't much more to say than what we did. We broke it down. Um, I think I just want to just say Charlo. I don't see anybody beating him at fifty four. Here's what I would love to see. I don't want him to move up. There's there's rumors swirling that he's either going to move up and fight for a vacancy for his brother's WBC title, or Demetrius Andrade, who's also planning to move to 68, the WBO then gets vacated and they'd give Charlo a shot at either one of those. Um, I don't care to see. I'd love to see him park it and, you know, just take on because 54 is hot right now. Yeah. You got got Fundora and you got Tim Zhu and you got Charlo in the, you know, so any which way and whoever is going to move up from 47. You know what I'm saying? I would like to see him stay at 54 and kind of. Well, yeah, there's 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 talks. I, I, it really seems like everyone involved is pushing to make Bud and Spence. But they were saying Bud and Charlo at 54. I take it. You know, so would yeah, I. I, I want to make one more point before we um, stop talking about this fight and move on to the next one. It's I love something that Charlo was doing. And it's not something you see often because there's styles. Uh, the, the, there's a come forward style, and there's sort of someone who boxes and might fight off the back foot. And as Castaño was coming, and Charlo was throwing a really nice jab off the back foot, some shots off the back foot. Then Castaño would rush in. Charlo's boxing him going backwards. He would stop and set and throw a one, two and rip yeah. it. Right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not off the back foot. He would stop and set and fire yeah. it off. 
And that is what really started busting him up. Sure. And, and, and stopping him in his tracks, no pun intended, by stopping and, and, and instead of throwing the jab right hand off of the back foot, he, he was retreating uh, at certain points. He was boxing at certain points, but then he would just stop and set, bop, bop, throw and fire off yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. And those were hurting him. He's got a really good one, too. He's um, good. He's, he's good. good. He's really good. Um, and again, guys, this is a guy for the for the for the Twitter idiots that are going to troll me or get in my DMs. He has a loss and he came back and avenged it. And he this guy challenges himself. I, I, I as a fighter, I like this. I like Jamel Charlo. I like I like him. I like watching him. For fight. what it's worth, I thought he won the Tony Harris fight. I thought he lost the first Castaño fight, but but I don't think I thought he beat I, Tony Harrison. See, I didn't think he beat Tony Harrison. I, and Tony Harrison was beating him in the second fight when he knocked him out. I mean, granted, like you said, all's forgotten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything that happens before a knockout. Um, I, if Tony Harrison decides to continue to fight, we may see a trilogy with that. That would be cool. I'd, I'd watch that if people want to tune in. But I, I just heard, I, I also, oh, real quick, I, I, I tweeted something out a little while ago. Um, I feel like this Castaño fight, being that it was for all the marbles, was grossly underpromoted. I do too. Like Showtime PBC should be fucking ashamed of themselves. That I don't know if they don't like you and I have talked about maybe five, ten shows again ago. I they don't. I don't think they have the money to promote the free cards um, that they have on Showtime. And I say free, you still have to pay for a cable subscription, but. How are you not like it's also Charlo's team too, like his handlers, his publicists, his um, his management team, like David Benavidez is basically we're going to talk about that fight, but he's fighting, a, in my opinion, a gimme. All right. They got him thrown the first pitch at the Diamondbacks game. You understand what I'm saying? Like they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, he's in he's on local news in Phoenix. Um, he's. I didn't see anything. It's almost like Jamel Charlo slips through the cracks at PBC. And the, the he he's pro, trying to think their roster is he, he's probably the best guy they have. You know what I mean? As far, and people will concentrate more on his brother and not on him. So I, I don't I don't. Really yeah, understand. I mean, besides Spence, is he the best guy they have? Well, he's certainly the most accomplished. Yeah, including Spence. This is the lineal undisputed title list at 154 pounds. Now I know mm -hmm. 54 isn't as uh, historically prestigious as 47, but shit, you got a guy that's holding all the belts at 54. Yeah. And I think they're doing him dirty. Um, there could be his personality, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he's, I mean, he's a turnoff. Um, yeah. Errol Spence is much more uh, TV friendly. Um, but like all that shit, they did. I mean, but even stuff. him, he's got a personality, but dead right. mom but, too. but but they did the all access on him. Right. They go to his ranch. They do this. They do that. Where yeah. the fuck was the all access for this? Unless I missed it to Charlo Castaño. You know, they should have had cameras. They should have been a four or five part series as far as I'm concerned. But well, that's as far I, as I'm concerned. look to, to build off of that. Well, who we're going to talk about next. Our guy, Jerome Boots Ennis. I had a kid write me. And say, I like boots. I'm a boxing fan. I had no idea he was fighting this weekend. 
So right. there's your, there's your, you know, I, I started a couple of shows back. I started following boots on Twitter and that's the only reason why I knew he doesn't have a lot of Twitter followers. Mm-mm. The only reason I knew that he was fighting was he's like, he was writing, like got some great war, road work in today. It was like, hashtag, mm-hmm. you know, May 14th. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, oh. I just want to bring something up real quick about boots. And I, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, it's going to continue to happen as long as we do this show. And and that's this thing that when when you're up on a fighter and you, and you see someone that's special, you know, right. Or you think it's special. And then with each fight, others start seeing it. You start getting the oh, yeah, I know him since. Remember, I was sending you screenshots of what yes. people were writing on my thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Now all of a sudden, it's 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 weird actually watching a bandwagon grow. It's weird. It, it, it's very well, weird. Well, you you obviously way more than me, but that's that was listening to music in high school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, and you always yeah. do, you always do like the snob shit. Like you're picking up like their third record. You know what I'm saying? Like no, yeah, no, of but, course, of course. You know, it's, I, it, I that I think. A lot of boxing people are also into music because it is such a niche, like sort of underground thing where, yeah, you know, yeah. this is my this is mine. I saw Boots first. No, of course. You know? yeah. Of course. It's just an odd thing. It is. It is. It is. To see people be untruthful about it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw Boots when he was six years old. Um, that I'm seeing that. I sent you the screenshot of the one yeah. dude that was like, I said this six years ago. I was like, oh, when he was fighting at the South Philly Armory, that's when you said it? Because no, no. I I legit saw him fight a four rounder in 2016. Legit. Right. And I was like, you know, and then start. I heard because of where I'm from, I heard about him in the amateur program, but not because he was this insanely internationally successful amateur. Right. It's just because of my location, which is luck. Just same right. way with you. When there's a kid in New York that wasn't huge internationally, but you knew someone who knew him or da, 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 right. Da, da. And they, a lot of times with that, like if you go to the, the amateur fights before COVID, they would say like this kid's got a really good pro style. Yeah. He may, he may not even win the tournament you're at, but they're right. like they're, they're like keep an eye on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, he's he's raw. We're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to kind of, you know, to file down these edges a little bit, you know, smooth them out. But um, but yeah, nah, Boots is. So what did you think about that fight? Clayton looked like he was there for a paycheck. I hate to say it. Um, he's getting his ass kicked. And. Uh, I mean, that seems to be. Um, that seems to be the takeaway from most people. I I mean, look, the guy, the guy, uh, Castillo Clayton was a real guy in the amateurs. Yeah. Um, He was undefeated against limited competition, you know, when you're fighting out of Canada and not, uh, but nonetheless undefeated, nonetheless, an amateur standout. And um, there's a little bit of an implication to me, I know not to you. So, pardon me when I say this. When someone says he was there for a payday, I, I, 
I almost take it as an implication that he laid down, and I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I believe he got whacked around in the first. And That's was like, I, this dude's way better than me. In the yeah. second round, a big shot landed. Um, I think he was legitimate hurt. He was just in there surviving, and he still got caught. You know what if, I mean? And if, and if what you're saying is another way he didn't come for win, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he didn't. I, I think... I think he I think he he made weight, right? Yeah, he, he got weight. yeah, he got through the camp. He gets there and I think in the first 30 or 45 seconds these guys go, well, this is going to end really poorly. When the guy puts like just starts putting hands on you. You know what I mean? He flashes the jab, he switches to southpaw, he flashes the the jab with the right hand, he switches back to orthodox. You know what I mean? <laughs> He he starts to he starts to to slap you around a little bit and then that's it. Yeah, but, uh, I they got to do their best to get Boots a, uh, a you know a, a a legit top fifteen guy. Um, yeah, look, man, it's going to be just, tough. This is broken record. Me again. I wrote it again. You're, you're dealing with problems <sighs> that a prime Hagler had. Yeah, you know, uh, he's too good for his own good. Frazier told him, you know. Yeah, you're, you're southpaw, you're black and you're good. Right. You got three strikes. Right. Um, You know, you got the you got the top dogs. Who are. Bud and Spence and we're hopefully getting that fight. Danny flat out. I saw it with my eyes. Said it's like yeah. he made. He tried to make it look like. What did he say? We have our own journeys. Yeah, it was re weird, a really weird way of flat out being like, I want no parts of that dude who will be the first person to stop me is what he should have said. Right. Um, I'd love to see him batter Thurman and retire him. I love it. It 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 as you always say, there's no street crossing. It shouldn't be hard to make other than the fact of he is too good for his own good. Right. Who when they were when they were exchanging pleasantries after the fight, Castillo Clayton was like, I, I had to take the fight. No one will fight. I had to take the fight. Right. You know, and they, they were smiling and he said, you know, the um a, a bozo who knows nothing about this sport wrote me on Twitter, like, but he's a mandatory. Well, what I was like, you you don't understand how the sport works, man. Right. It's it's he'll either, he's either going to get paid not to fight. Correct. Or they'll do some screwy shit or there'll be a vacate. You know, um, look, bottom line, I'd love to see him in there. I'm I'm going. I'm actually looking. Uh, Cavaliuskas, you know, mean machine, you could fight him. Uh, That's make, what I was going to say to you. Someone of I'm, that. I'm glad you're you're looking it up. I, so we can't just say he needs to fight real guys. Okay, so you got the top two potentially, hopefully locked up for the fall. Then well, then what happens? Then there's a huge drop off. Thur- Thurman, Mean Machine, uh, Danny, who flat out said no. Right. A Porter a type guy would be good who is retired, right. but I don't think he is, but he maybe is. Uh, I think he is. His podcast does really well. He's got the broadcasting gig, which he's terrible at, but they seem to well, hire him. I, I certainly don't think he'd come back to get beat up by boots. No. So for whatever that's uh, 
uh, David Avanesian, uh, someone like of that. Uh, Stan, uh, I'd love maybe uh, Stanionis. That would be a fun, you know, two young yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about Virgil Ortiz. What is he doing, dude? Uh, they're the same age, and I know, I know. I'm afraid for Virgil Ortiz. Like, I'm afraid for that guy's career right now. Like, something is not right. No, I don't know if he's in the streets. You know, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's speculation. I don't know the brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, it's it's playing has, out really he weird. He hasn't fought since August, guys. And the last time he was going to fight, he had that, like, weight-cutting thing. I forgot what it's called. He hasn't fought since August, and there's nothing on paper, which means... Right. By the time it is, it'll probably be a year out of the ring. Right. I don't. Something's not right there. Something's not right. That's all I'll say. Um, yeah, there's not much options for for boots. So hopefully uh, they uh, this was quick. Hopefully they can turn them around real fast and, and get them another fight, get them another spot on the card. I really hope. Agreed. Agreed. You know, I mean, I guess I guess what we I guess what we're looking at realistically all things go the way we you and i want them to i think um bud and errol spence go up to 54 after they fight and then you have wide open yeah and then for yeah. boots he'll he'll probably get a vacant he's only i mean he's 24 which is like 24 20 years ago he'd probably be defending a title now now 24 seems much younger than it used to be yeah but, uh anyway so hey there's not much more to talk about with him no he keeps impressing uh moving on the uh gilberto zordo ramirez uh bozell fight there's really not much to talk about there uh, I, did we even did we mention it last episode i mean we didn't what do you like not really zordo zordo He's, mm-hmm. he's he's scoring knockouts. He's uh, at light heavyweight. He's a, no one really talks about him at light heavyweight, by the way. Um, I thought that Canelo was going to try to go that route. Uh, go Zerto, all Mexican affair at at uh, at light heavy. Um, he's been scoring some knockouts, uh, a little bit more exciting. But again, this is against competition that's way overmatched. Yeah, I don't think he's as boring as you do, but, you know, I need to see more. Um, oh, just real, real, real quick, real quick. Okay. Is there anything you see Canelo Benavides in September? Mm. No. Just that he's going to fight. Dave, Canelo's going to fight David Benavides. No, no, no. I, oh. I didn't think he's going to. Is you think that's a fight that's there? No, no, I don't think it's there. I think it's there. They're too far apart. Uh, negotiation-wise, management-wise, handler-wise, mm. I think we more likely get Jermal Charlo, David Benavides, or Caleb. Well, I, I want that. Me too. Uh, I think we 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 get that. One thing about this Canelo loss that might free up uh, is the possibility of a Demetrius Andre fight uh, at sixty-eight. He's moving up. Um, he's they're with the same the zone network uh if the if team canelo can't post triple g they can't lock anything down uh we'll see i think 
we're not we're not previewing anything because it doesn't even exist yet. It doesn't exist. But I'd love I'd love to see Canelo knock the shit out of Andre. Yeah, me too. I think everybody would. Or any any of this other three guys we named fight Andre. Uh, I said this uh, maybe last episode. I can't remember if I said it to, to you via tech. The whole world just can't be ducking this guy. He can't get a fucking fight with anybody. No, I've you know, I, I, I don't look, man. There are narratives put out there by guys. Right. Nobody well, like, well, like, look, look, right. Look, Austin Trout, Canelo and the Charles were able to make Austin Trout. Right. Uh, Andre somehow couldn't even at 54. OK, mm-hmm. at 60, these guys are getting fights. Andre somehow can't. He was with star boxing, which I blame I, I, in part. I also think when people don't realize this, you have to look at the demands of the guy not getting the fight. Okay. So if he goes and tells the promoter and management, all right, here's my, here's my minimum. And they go, well, you're being ridiculous because the promoter will turn around and be like, okay, so if your minimum is 4 million, the whole fight is only going to generate 4 million. How do we pay the other guy? How do we pay the people that work there, how do we do? Yeah, of course, of he. Course. Pr- I think I personally think he prices himself out. That's what I think. That's why he's not getting fights. Look, it's typically I, why guys don't get fights. I think he prices himself out, and I'll tell you why he prices himself out. It's there's a mix of two things here, bro. This isn't a guy that you watch and go, I need to see this motherfucker again. No, like I want to see boots in six weeks, bro. Right. Like, yo, did he, he look at his face. Did he get cut? Babe, do you see either of his right, eyes? Right, Are they both right, good? Anything right. wrong with the hands? Right. Why not six weeks? Two rounds, barely broke a sweat. Let's get right. in there. The guy well, stays hey, in the gym. Hey, to a lesser extent, the guy you and I personally aren't a fan of. We talked about him for a long time earlier in the show. Jamel Charlo. I'll watch that guy actually fight. I'll watch his sure. fights. Every sure. time he has a fight, he's never sure, in, he's too. never in a bad fight. Me too. Me too. He's a fun fighter. He's a fun and the guy same to watch. way. He's not in a bad fight. And certain guys just aren't in bad fights. Andre's never in a good fight in a good fight. Right. His so style is I, not aesthetically pleasing. And and there and as a fighter. See, look, when, when, when I think Floyd was aesthetically pleasing, uh, I do too. 30, 35, 40. I think the style that people thought was boring was aesthetically pleasing. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching him fight. But but a lot of casual fans didn't find his later style. No. To be aesthetically pleasing. So what did he do? He turned heel. Yo, right. someone needs to have, have a, a talk to Andre that Vince McMahon had the Floyd. Hey, man, look, <laughs> you're, you're really good. Um, you're boring as fuck. You better start cutting promos. You know what it is? He tries. He's not clever enough. No, he's a but he's a tryhard and he tries to cut promos. Right. And they're cringe. They're cringe, right? Earlier in his career, his promos were funny. He's got that really like thick Rhode Island accent. He sounds like an Italian from Rhode Island. Right. So he's funny. He's got he he's does funny. When it's not planned. He's funny. He's got a dry wit, a dry right. East Coast when, wit. When he like when he plans it out, it's 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 terrible. And he gets too like he gets too like bent out of shape. You know what I mean? There's like pre and post hair, Andre. Right. He's had like twists or, or dreads. Yeah, he's not. As, it's like uh, this forced like, yo, I'm going to try to to right. to 
I don't know what he's trying to be. I he, like he's actually I, like I, I've heard him on the Mike call fights. He's actually pretty good at calling fights. Like a, a I lot imagine of those, a lot of those analytical fighters are good at. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a high ring IQ, so it right. makes sense. He's a bright kid. He's not dumb. He doesn't he's stammer not, right. or words, but he's trying now. And it's almost like scripted promos. Yeah. And he's it, falling flat on his it's, face. It's, it's not organic. Um, he's now becoming. At one point, I watched him. I said, this guy's highly skilled. I'm talking about when ESPN yeah, yeah. was, you know, airing his early stuff. When sure. I was a kid, I, you know, this kid's highly skilled. Uh, his accent pops me. He's, right. he's a little bit funny. Um, it's going to be hard to get guys in there with him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I liked him. And it's I am now rooting for him to get a big fight so I can see him get sparked out because he's right. always now. Right. No, but so, it's, there's nothing to me funnier than a, like that blue collar New England accent. Uh huh. It fucking cracks me up. Like, I, I, you know, I come in there, you know, I don't. And he sounds like Vinny Pazienza. He talks right. like Vinny oh, yeah. Pazienza. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's funny. All right. So what, what Zordo, what I mean, what do we just we just both we don't care until he gets in there with what? Yeah, I don't 15, give a shit. Top 10 guy. Yeah. I don't a real a guy. Who, a real who guy. He is. Yeah. All right. So we got uh coming up this weekend. Yeah, well, B would have left this out if it was up to him. So Pazzy, Pazzy picks had to come through and save the day. Do, do, uh, go ahead. Mm. Oh, you're actually doing some work. Pazzy oh, picks has to come through. oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you why I came through. Just show up. You just you show ready? up. Right, right. No, I'll tell you why. When Pazzy picked his own point, that's my contribution. But I oh, I had oh, to okay. do work because I shit the bed with two bad picks. <laughs> I picked Canelo and I said Castaño would win but get robbed. All right. Two, well, two bad ones. It's all right. This kid, you get some mulligans. This kid, Janabek Alim Canoli, Kazakhstan, middleweight, strong. Um, Look, some triple G comparisons because of where they're from. Right. Strong background, same weight division. Um, not tons of fights. Danny Dignam, I know nothing about him. Right. Uh, I don't either. Look, Janabek is no joke. Uh, middleweight is, you know, Look, if you if you look, yo, as saying the guy is triple G, well, triple G is 40. Right. We're looking at a strong possibility, September being his last fight, where wherever it's held at. Which okay. means the future of middleweight is open in my is opinion. A, right. He's got what three belts? Yeah. And and Andre is vacating the WBO. I believe so. That's so there's gonna be there's going to be movement. That's why these guys are all chomping at the bit. And and the, whatchamacallit, Jamal Charlo has the WBC, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Middleweight's going to be wide open. Uh, Jamel Herring, B's guy, is coming back after the loss against Shakur Stevenson, against Jermaine Ortiz. Um, if you don't know who Jermaine Ortiz, I'm not saying it wrong. It's Jermaine, not Jermaine. Jermaine. Um, it's Jermaine Ortiz who beat Nahir Albright from Philly, who I I was M was slash M kind of high on, and Jermaine Ortiz beat him. Um, I think Janabek Danny Dignam is more of uh um B, you always use it, it's the perfect word. Um, a showcase fight. 
Right. Okay. Um, that, that's not a fight where we. Oh, I wonder who's gonna win. Yeah, you know, you know who's. Yeah, that's a showcase fight. But I don't know what the line is with Herring. Herring's a sturdy guy, former champ. Uh, I'm picking Jermaine Ortiz to beat him. I think Herring's done. Okay. Okay. Um, that's on ESPN, guys. Mm. Uh, it's uh, like B spoke about the card Showtime. Uh, all four belts, all the marbles, completely underpromoted on free TV. By free, we mean not pay per view. Of course, it's cable. Right. But uh, oh, I, look, B used to work in TV. Um, I'm in, uh, B was in the entertainment business. I'm in the entertainment business. This is something we don't understand. Um, these someone's, are being someone's, promoted. Someone's not doing their job. And B, they're not doing their job in the sport because right. as 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 um, egregious as it was to not promote that Showtime card, you didn't know about the CSPN card no, and you said it wasn't on the thing. So, hey, look, man, I mean, look, I'm watching the NBA playoffs behind playoffs, playoffs behind. <laughs> I'm watching Miami bust Boston's ass in the background. Um, the, you, you know, guys, you're not throwing a commercial here. Right. There's not right. on Sports Center this this Saturday. Da, 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 da. I, I don't know, B. Because you work the TV, I don't know. It's the same way when, for me, if you were to say, yo, Vin, I was flipping through Spotify and saw Da Da Da's got a new album. Did you know right. that was out? And I said, yeah. And you go, well, why the fuck is anyone promoting? And I go, the, the label must be the shit. So label, he right. must be with the, he must be with the, his manager must be the pits. There is something going on. I don't know if it's we're in like it's an austerity budget because of COVID. I don't know if there are other things in motion outside of that. But, you know, uh, I see that they're promoting uh, Joe Smith better be They're doing a good job of promoting that. I'm seeing that on the side of fucking the bus. OK, uh. the Nassau County bus. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's big. Um, while I was driving the other day, I seen it on the side of the bus. I saw a commercial for it. I saw ads for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see dog shit. I mean, I don't expect it's not a local fight for any of these other fights, but I haven't seen shit recently. I got to say. They're promoting the shit of the fight I'm going to talk about now, the David Benavides, David Lemieux fight. And to me, that's a fucking rollover like Benavides is going to beat the Balls off a Lemieux segue. Uh, but they're promoting it. David Benavides threw out the first pitch at the Diamondbacks game the other day. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, the Charles are from Houston, right? Yes. So if they're going to fight again, you got to get this guy at the coin toss, right? At the I agree. The game. You gotta, Absolutely. You know how they bring Errol Spence to like the you know, to the Cowboys games. He's a Cowboys he, fan. He should be, you know, basketball season. He should be, he should be courtside at the Rockets. Games. At the Rockets games. Right. And other oh, B, what Benavides, what you're talking about, you know, what's going on in Phoenix. I, I don't know. Again, this is personality things, but that motherfucker, like he just finds a way to always have sound bites. Oh, he's, <clears throat> he cuts a promo. He cuts a promo, but he, but- he can also turn the switch. It seems and be like, you know, do like go to like the boys and girls club. You know what I'm saying? And like, 
hang out with like the kids who like are from broken homes or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I'd, I've said on the air, I met him when he fought in Philly. Hey, there's another thing. Why is a kid? Why is a me- uh, a Mexican kid from the West Coast fighting in Philly? Because they're getting him around around. Right. Let's show you here. The 20 it was in the bro it was an ECW arena. Oh, this is a I like this promo here. And all them guys, they try to make it seem like they make the most money ever. If you want to make money, I'm the biggest guy besides the hell to make a fight happen. Well, they were they, 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 what, what'd you make of them call, calling you broke uh, ringside at the fight? I don't care about any of that. That don't need, that's not even relevant when it comes to boxing. You know, you could be broke uh, and be a great boxer, but I'm not broke. You know what I mean? So um, it's just like they just like to talk a lot of shit, saying a whole bunch of shit that doesn't mean nothing. When I was there. You know, Charlo was talking shit to my dad, and I went, came from the other side, and I pushed his shoulder back. And when I did that, he fucking flies behind his security guards, and he starts, then he starts to grow some balls. Like if you know, you really wanted a problem, you want really want to prove something. I was right there in front of you. You let me touch you, and you ain't do nothing. You have to fucking grow some balls, right? When you get in front of uh, behind your your security guards, like that don't mean that's. It's just a holiday. I don't like those guys at all. Big fan. Yeah, I mean, big fan. Da- Danny Jacob Punk. Punk that dude <laughs> years ago. Uh, Jamal Charlo ran up yeah. on him. I think it was Barclays. That's on video too. Yeah, got in his face. So and, what Benavidez just said, the story is on video too. It's on video. Yeah. Right. These dudes are getting uh, punked on live TV. Um, what do you think about Benavidez Lemieux? Is it even worth talking about? I mean, it's, well, I know that you hate the fight. Hate it. Um, look, I hate this fucking fight. I know you do. Look, Lemieux has always been able to crack. Um, at 60. Look, man, I mean, you're acting like he's going from 60 to heavyweight. He's obviously still got something in his hands. How is the last thing to go? He's uh, he's about five, eight. Benavides is six, two. I have to give it to you when you dislike a fight, the passion that it I hate this fucking fight. I'm I'm I'm. And you know what? I hate to say it. I'm friends with someone on Team Benavides who's who's working the publicity for this fight and that you hate this old. fight as much as triple g on lo3 i hate this more way more does uh, does triple g on lo3 change has anything changed because canelo lost uh no i'd rather not see it i don't think we need to see it there's other fights out there i'd rather see the you know him fight Benavides in particular. Uh, I think there's uh, it would be a good lead up. I or Charlo, uh, the Jamal Charlo. I don't think there's anything I want to see in a sport more than someone bouncing that guy's head off the canvas. Um, I really like the 54 pound Charlo in the ring. I don't really like the 60 pound Charlo in the ring or out Neither of the do ring. Neither um, do I. Billy, the, the great David Lemieux hasn't lost a fight in five years. Go look at the people who he's fought. Just five years. Go look at the. He's that fought, was a year. He got outboxed by Billy Joe Saunders. He, five he fought Drake's bodyguard. Years ago. All right. Prior to that. He fought Shaw Claire's His last security. loss was Golovkin. Since, since <laughs> October of 2015, he has oh. two losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 43 wins. 36 big wins by KO. <sighs> this is for the WBC these are, these interim are, super middleweight title. Okay. <laughs> this is huge. 
He beat Spike O'Sullivan is the only, uh, by the way, that guy's fighting this weekend. <coughs> Spike O'Sullivan is the only name I know on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that guy is like oh, David oh, Zagara, who he just beat in Mexico. Top guy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's been KO'd six times. He doesn't even have six losses. David Zagara? He's lost his last oh, six fights in a you, row. I thought you meant. <laughs> no. Uh, the guy he fought most recently. I know. Lost I his joking. last. I. This is bad, bro. I, I'm like, I, <laughs> I said this in a tweet. I'm genuinely concerned for Lemieux's health in this fight. You're not because you're a savage. And that's not true. Yeah, you just the last time he got lust. stopped was by Golovkin. You're acting like this dude's got a a China chin. <clears throat> and when they're carting him off and he's doing the thumbs up just to let us know that he's I okay. Almost, I legitimately almost spit water out. That's the first time in the history of the show I almost just choked. When they're carting him off, and well, wait till you and wait till you and, hear my pick. And they and have to gonna... do the little thumbs up. For him, uh-huh. right to let us know that he's okay that he as, didn't they're, tap. as they're putting the neck brace on him and there's a hush over the crowd and they're making small talk on showtime like well we just we just hope that you know this mm-hmm. is a risk of the sport and mm-hmm. this is a part of it it's the ugly side of the sport that we see here vin and uh we just hope that he's going to be okay his wife up oh, they're cut to his she's okay they're escorting her out she'll she'll have to meet mm-hmm. him at the hospital mm-hmm. uh we'll mm-hmm. give you updates as soon as we hear it and this is really terrible for a guy like young guy like benavides to i'll have tell to- you this i'll tell you this this motherfucker is still only 33 i feel like he, who he, david lemieux is the yeah. oldest 33 i he's 33 like, in dog years i feel right? like he's 43 he's 100 i feel like he was older than golovkin when they fought <laughs> he's been around longer <laughs> Uh, okay, so David Benavidez by uh, manslaughter. That's what I'm picking. What do you got? Uh, in the uh, fifth round, I think he stops. I think he stops him in the sixth. Okay, so we're close. All right, I say fifth, um, you say sixth. And like yeah. I said, maybe, maybe you can, um, you can write him a letter, uh, that someone else will have to read to him, mm-hmm. um, as he's eating through a straw. Okay, all right, yes, I don't like this fight. Uh, Look, I just picked him to lose in the sixth. I mean, you're at, you know. <laughs> well, you, you, I don't know. You, you, you're a violent. I mean, guy. who, 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 who do you want him to fight? You know, no, who, Benavidez or David Lemieux? Yeah. Benavidez. I mean, it's like he's trying. This guy Plant won't get in there with him. You know, Plant yeah. What's is, up with that? Uh, you tell me. You're killing Benavidez for taking. I'm not killing. I'm not killing. A little think- bit. A little bit. I- Okay, mm, I'm not really killing Benavidez for it. I'm kind of killing boxing for it. Does that make sense? All right. I mean, I I'm, guess. Get, I'm getting philosophical here. I'm killing the sport of boxing for allowing this fight to happen. Hmm. I mean, you're I'm acting saying. like he's fighting Chop Chop Coily. <laughs> he's fighting the Canadian version of Chop Chop oh, Coily. Stop. The guy Lemieux last fought has six losses in a row, all by, I, all by, death. Okay. Uh-huh. Fucking, come on, come on, Fiddy, come on. Right. All right. Um, Tank Davis in a sideshow fight with a guy named Roly Romero. The guy's name is Roly Romero. So there is some shadow boxing footage of Roly Romero that rivals the ridiculousness of K- 
Conor McGregor's shadow boxing leading up to the Floyd, the Floyd fight. fight. Guys, if you get a chance, it's all over Twitter. Uh, tank in four by death. That's um, the uh, 28th. I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to say something about this because there's not much to talk about. It's also fight. stupid, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to steal this one. Um, B, you know the... Uh, should I go to this fight? I got invited. Yeah. Uh, Where is it? Barclays. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little, Now I'm a little nervous. Can I get COVID again? Yes. That quick? Yes. Fuck. B, the word that... Oh, uh, I don't want to have COVID again, bro. The word that I use all the time that isn't supposed to be used for a dumb person. The R word. Yeah. What is, is the is politically? What is the mentally challenged? Is I, he? Yeah, I, I was going to ask you if he is. And if, if there's a level where you could still get licensed as a fighter, like saying he's I, <laughs> there's no way his IQ is over like 65. This is so he's basically fighting Forrest Gump. Yeah, I really want to say no, the for, word, but I don't want to get you canceled. Forrest I don't Gump. know if it would affect our podcast. That's why I'm not using the word. Not because I'm PC, but if people report it or something, yeah, I don't want to get our shit. No, back. all right. Look, let's just say he's a gump, right? And that's Baltimore parlance for the word you're looking for. All right. And he's fighting a guy from Baltimore. Uh, Is he a gump? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, he's legit. I don't know, man. I don't think it's I I think you can say slow in 2022 and not. He's slow. Yeah. Um, A few fries short. I'll be really shocked if he gets out of the first. I think he's the first. Yeah, I think he's on. I think he is flat backed into. Yes. All right. I'm going to say. And when I talk about flat back, I'm talking. I'm saying fourth round. What? Whether whatever round is right. I'm saying two. You're saying four. mm -hmm. I think it's brutal. He might get Dooku Kim. So we may have two in in successive weekends. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Okay, that's what's going to happen um, in the Lemieux fight, too. It's going to be very bad. Re- what we really should be doing <laughs> as a responsibility to the sport is covering how much of a mockery the fight is, covering how Yo, this is like that Romero is, covering how all these dudes that sweat tank, he's a three-time champ. Meanwhile, he still doesn't have a signature win. Meanwhile, the this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid, he's got to be pushing 28. Right. He's not a kid anymore. It's been around forever now. I remember watching him in at least 2014, 2015 on TV. Um, he turned right. 28. Uh, let me ask you something then, B. Yo, we're, yo. We're separating it by two rounds. We both picking tank by death. <laughs> what needs to happen? What needs to happen after this, man? Are they just going to keep, are they going to just Deontay Wilder, this guy, until he meets his version of Fury? Uh, 
His version of Fury is out there. Lightweight's hot. So, but um, what I'm saying is, yeah, no, I know what you're you saying. keep going I, to these areas. You all right? Brooklyn, Atlanta, you know, um, Tank is a star in the urban community. The tickets do well. The pay per views don't. Don't. The, the the gates do well. The um, Isak Pipple Cruz Tank pay per view was a, col- a colossal failure. Failure. They're bleeding. We we you and I uh, know that they're leaking oil over there. I mean, this his his resumes really it's, like. At his age and amount of fights, it borderline stinks. Right. Since Jose Pedraza, which was a, a tough, good matchup that they made. Good guy. For good guy. They have not. Liam Walsh was after that. Liam Walsh, he beat the shit out of that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Francisco Fonseca. Who went on to lose to Ryan Garcia in one and Tevin beat. In the twelve-round decision, uh, look, they got—he's got to fight whoever. They got—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm gonna go look at the politics of where he's at. So he's not gonna fight Cambosos. I say fucking, well, no, because it's—he's on the wrong side of the street, really. At at lightweight, at at at, at, at in that division. Do they the, because of that? Look at because this shit, dude. That, no one. Joseph Diaz doesn't fight for that. Do you think they made Ryan Garcia tank because of who, everyone else being across the street? But even Ryan Garcia, is he? He's not PBC. No, but he's with he's with Oscar. I think Oscar will make a big fight to make a big fight. Maybe, but, but I think I I think Tank starches that kid. But I. They have no options. They're fucked. They've built a wall around themselves and they have no. Place well, they to have no. Op- look, they have no options. They're fucked. And you have Floyd flat out saying, right. He's not fighting anyone that's not with us. Right. So Basically, I- we're not crossing the street, even though everyone's on the other side of the street. We're going to fucking stay over here and fight who? I, it's stupid. Now. Now. Hey, look, man, you, maybe you're you're not. You're not going to agree with this, okay? It's fucking stupid. You're not going to agree with what I'm about to say, but all of this would be fine to me if you weren't talking that I'm the best lightweight shit. If you weren't talking that I should be in the pound for pound. If you weren't talking... And if you didn't drag casual fans in it that tag people like me and you talking about how, how he's the man. So stupid. <coughs> it's so yeah, he's good enough too, and they're wasting this dude's career. But whatever. I don't really care. He's a dick too. I don't know. I don't like him. Yeah. He ran over those people drunk. Right. Beats his girl dipped. on TV. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. And yes, I'm saying that because people are like, oh, he just kind of grabbed her by her neck. I'm like, that's what you see. That's what he did on TV. Yeah. That's what he did in front of people. Yeah. So yeah, not a good guy. All right. Uh, uh, but he beats the shit out of uh, Rolly. There's been a, yeah, by death. Look, there's been a lot of shakeups on our pound for pounds. Yep. Um, you know, a Canelo loss, a unified guy at 54, um, Bival's performance. B and I have spoken about it. We're pretty close. 
Yeah. Um, we will bring this to you when, Vinny? Uh, I, I hope by the time this drops. All right. We're going to work out. on this, guys. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, we don't want to spoil we it on here. And, and we don't, we don't right. need to read it. So, yeah, we got to get it to our guy, Shane, to do the, um, you know, yeah. to do the graphic. And, and always remember, guys, just remember, it's our list. Yeah. So when this thing comes out, you guys are going to make your little suggestions about how we should tweak it. Guess what's not going to yeah. happen? We're it ain't not going to fucking tweak it. So I want you guys to come out with your own list. Really, really, what's going to start happening is suggestions will lead to being banned. Is really right. how I want. You're, you're going to get knocked out the box. Is what's going to yes. happen. Yes. And uh, so if you guys want, you can, you can, uh, you can put it down on paper and make a fucking paper airplane out of it and throw it somewhere because I'm not going to read it and I don't care. I found a picture of Shantae, Juice Crew era Shantae. Her son at the time is like your daughter's age, uh-huh. and he's wearing a leather jacket that says knock him out the box with his name in between it. So we can um, Photoshop that out. Can you send me that picture right now? I got to find it. All I right. have to find it again. Because I'm going to frame it and put it in my living room. <laughs> I'm going to take my own kids pictures down and put that up. Um, so we actually got quite a bit of mail this week. Uh, All right. So we're going to get into it. We're going to read everyone's mail. And again, I just print these up, guys, and I don't read them. So excuse me. Uh, he doesn't. It's just his uh, I'll start with the first one. It's just his uh, his his screen name. So it's SMC Cowan 77. He writes in, he says, would be great to hear you guys hear your guys opinion after listening to Teddy Atlas breakdown involvement and opinion on Bevel schooling Canelo spot on breakdown and an education piece and also speaks to the point that some of us see with unbiased eyes and don't fall for the hyperbole. For some reason, hater gets brought up when it's really just being an honest, unbiased observer of the sport. As always, I love your podcast and can't get enough of it. Appreciate all the work, fellas. Until next time. Um, I didn't listen to Teddy Atlas's breakdown of the fight. Did you? I didn't either. No, I didn't. Okay. I, but I don't think you like Teddy, do you? Uh, it's like a love hate. Does okay. that make sense? I, I, I love Teddy. I love Teddy. Okay. I always have. Um, yeah, I think that uh, hater, I don't know which direction. It seems to be thrown around in both directions after this Canelo fight that there are haters. Uh, or so-called haters who uh, are shitting on Canelo because he lost, and then certain people. uh, One of the things I noticed from this was that a lot of people, there's an insecurity with boxing fans and boxing people. People who were not familiar with Bivol, which, again, if you've watched the sport in the last five years and you pay attention to the divisions, light heavyweight being a very important glory division, in the sport, Bivol's been at the top of that division for five years, and he's had fights on ESP, uh, HBO, uh, amongst other networks. The zone, the zone. Before HBO kind of got rid of, well, definitely 100% got rid of boxing. Bivol was going to be their heir apparent. Um, so, if you, the Vegas fucked this fight up too for a lot of people because the line was so far apart. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bivol is plus 800, right, Ben? At one point? Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, so it was way too... 
the line I mean, those things, those things shifts as the yeah, day it, of. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it was too yeah. far apart, and it, it it made it seem like it was just a walkover for Canelo. When most boxing people I spoke to were like, "I can't believe that they're making this fight with this guy at this time." Meaning this is high risk, <clears throat> low reward shit here. Yeah, a guy you know, in his for, prime. For, a guy for the face of boxing to go up a division and fight the second best guy in that division who, and you and I have painted his accolades on the show, uh, storied amateur career. He's beat everybody except for better be at that weight class. Um, and it hasn't even been close. The one thing with Bivol, which a lot of people I don't think realize was he does fight down or up to competition. So, all right. Um, thanks well, for I right. said his last couple fights. He did that. Yeah. You know, and it's why I picked Canelo. Right. You know, the guy prior to the last two fights. Right. Maybe my pick was different. Um, right, right, right. I, I just, I just want to piggyback on what you said before we get to the next thing. And that is, it isn't our fault, meaning me and you, the show. Right. It's not our fault if people don't know that Bivol is good. Right. Bivol is, 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 is maybe, maybe great. Right. Um, but certainly very good and certainly the second best light heavyweight in the world. That's right. not our fault. Right. You know, right, right. our fault. We didn't pick him. You know, we still mm-hmm. thought Canelo was going to pull it off. All right. Uh, so our next uh, piece of mail is from A.V. Julian. What's up, A.V.? Um, it says to begin, I fuck with knock him out the box heavy. Love the intro with the Atlas excerpt also. Uh, just wanted to quickly give props to you gentlemen on what I consider most entertaining and Ross boxing platforms around. Thank you. Um, seems seems not even Mexico's finest. Canelo could not could not even break the losing streak of Latinos fighting non-Latino fighters this year. I'm definitely <laughs> leaving that to Castaño Saturday night. Well, that didn't happen. He lost too. Um, mm-hmm. while I was surprised by Bivo's dethroning of cinnamon Don Dada, I was, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised, excuse me, by Bivol's dethroning of Cinnamon Don Dada. I was surprised by the outcome on the cards. I could read from Bivol's reaction to the scores that he knew that he too knew he was robbed. The confusion on his face when his name was announced was priceless. Those scores, those scores, although in favor of the right man, were criminally. Uh, I can't even say that word. Anyway, um, I personally had it 118, 110 Bivol. Ah, uh, that's fair. Um, yeah, it was it was too close, but the right guy won. That shit happens all the time. Um, I had a tweet that said three scores of 115, 113 are egregious. Egregious, yeah. Um, again, if we were a daily or even weekly show, we could probably do a whole episode on the fact that you can look at that as a robbery. Right. We just right. lucked out that the right guy got it. Right. But I mean, I I had a 117, 111. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I, I I think I was around there 118, 110, 117, 111 I, I know that you and I texted during the fight You texted me and you were like Holy, like, I think you said This is a fucking clinic I think that's actually what you wrote I, But I mean, I It was, it was weird to watch, you know was, Yeah um, Bavol fought an intelligent, poised fight And didn't do anything beyond what he had to do To win despite uh, being dangerously capable um, I want to add that I'm very much interested in hearing you brothers take on the co-main event. I was not terribly impressed with Montana Love. I thought he stunk out the joint. Me. Uh, performance that night. 
balanced way to show it up like he was supposed to, but I could not tell whether Pretty Boy underestimated his opponent or that it was the measure of an actually game love that night. If I'm being honest, my man looked like shit in that fight. I saw it exactly as the judges did, 114-112. Looking forward to episode 31. Thanks, A.V. I I think I tweeted out that night, if I don't see Montana love ever again, it's it's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. um, He stinks. Uh, He's not a TV friendly fighter. Um, I mean, he doesn't stink. Obviously, it's a it's a relative term when I said he stinks aesthetically for what is going to be entertaining. He is boring. And while we're on it, the undercard for Canelo Bivol was absolute dog shit, considering it was also a pay-per-view. It was it was horrible. The zone needs to do much better. Eddie Hearn needs to do better. If you're going to make us pay twice, do better. Um, moving on. Uh, Darren, Darren Shabbat writes us. Uh, what's up, Darren? Uh, what's up, guys? Big fan of the podcast. Huge fan of Vinny's music. Boxing and hip hop are my two loves. Um, Thank you, sir. Our, that's our two loves. Um, I have more loves than that, but those are two things I do love. Uh, my question is, with most people having had Canelo, one of, if not the best pound for pound fighters before the Bavol fight, does he deserve to get taken out of that spot just because he dared to be great fighting above his weight class and lost to me? He's still one of the best. He just looked, he just took an unnecessary risk and lost regardless, still very happy for Bavol. He deserved it. Great show guys. Thanks. DJ absurd. Uh, I guess that's equals by DJ absurd. Um, no, well, he that's he, he that, drops down a little bit. I was going to say, you know, that'll be shown on our pounds. My pounds. Right. Um, off the list? Absolutely. Not. No. And you're right. He did dare to be great. And he came up short. It happens. Um, props to uh, Canelo for for uh, challenging himself and bigger props to Bivol for taking a challenge of his own and uh, and winning. Um, the next one is this is a long read. Um, gentlemen, I'm excited to hear this is from Jesse. Jesse, what's up? Uh, gentlemen, I'm excited to hear your next episode breaking down the big fight. I just want to settle on my post-fight thoughts on Canelo Bivol. Bivol's feet won the fight. Canelo always been flat-footed, slow feet. Bivol stays organized and is always in position to punch. He has quick feet, particularly at light heavyweight, and was able to dictate when, where, and how they engaged. The half-step back, hop back really helped him. Canelo tried to force an exchange, but even better for Bivol, as soon as he stepped out of range, Canelo's punches fell short, glanced off the high guard. Bavel, Bavel would immediately re-engage and take that half full step forward, forcing Canelo to defend. Um, the scenario continued to play itself out during the mid to late rounds. Canelo was all, always fought in spurts, choosing to rest for periods in certain rounds. After the first four rounds, Canelo was exhausted from having to work so hard to get inside and from throwing really hard shots at every point. Yeah, it's a good point. Canelo, like I think I said earlier tonight, he just telegraphing everything, really just really throwing really heavy shots every punch. Didn't change uh didn't vary his punches no it didn't change speed on the shots <laughs> didn't cha- yeah so yeah he, uh, he tried to languish on the ropes, but bivol stayed at mid-range picking and pecking putting the other combination that really sitting down to them canelo had to really work on the ropes defensively because of that canelo needs to go back down to 68 and fight benavides charlo or andre 75 is too much for him and i think the weight also contributed to him being sluggish and whatever weights he's lifting or peds he's on he's got to stop packing on all that show muscle the long, lean musculature for boxers looks totally different than what Canelo was doing. He fell in love with the power, fighting off the front foot. 
but he realized he couldn't break down Bavol like he did BJS or Plant. He had no plan B. Uh, I agree. We said that earlier that it was a strange game plan. He kept looking for one or two big shots, but Bivol, while not a big guy at light heavyweight, is still a larger guy, sturdy, and all those arm punches didn't affect him. I can't see Canelo winning a rematch. There are adjustments to be made, but I'm unsure if if they'd matter much. Canelo should look for the body more and take some mustard off those hard shots, alter the velocity and shots, touch here or there, dig in. Agreed. Uh, I agree with that. Throw more combos, various punch selection, shoot the cross down the middle instead of around to split Bivol's guard more. I, I, This is all great stuff. I don't think Canelo wins a rematch. Uh, Canelo needs to be all the way in or all the way out. Bivol's feet dictated most of the engagements. Happened at mid-range, and Canelo's flat feet did him no favors. Canelo also has grown accustomed to guys retreating defensively out of self-preservation. Saunders and Plant didn't like the incoming fire were being systematically broken down, but Bivol fought off the back foot while retreating tactically. Canelo isn't used to that and has developed some bad habits as a result. He now watches his overhand right, looping right hand, and doesn't roll after throwing. We said that doesn't move his head after throwing punches. Leaving his head on line, you could even see in some exchange where Bivol was catching and shooting back with crossing hooks. A lot of times, Bivol was catching and shooting. Yeah, which we didn't expect. No, this, was, this wasn't a total wash, though. I had Canelo up 3-1 through 4. I thought he spent, spent his wad after that. Great game plan for Bavol. Never abandoned it. Uh, well-deserved win in the end. Love to see Bavol better be ever. We would too. Looking forward to y'all's breakdown. I hope you listen to this episode because we broke it down. I have something to say that I didn't say during the, uh, the review. Um, I was critical of uh, Bavol's footwork prior, mm-hmm. prior to the fight. Mm-hmm. I also want to say um, I've seen some people talking about his footwork in this fight. Mm-hmm. And I just want to add, you know, know the show is coming to an end. I'm not sure people know what footwork means. And I'm not sure they know the difference between ring awareness, um, positioning, mm-hmm. and in its relationship to footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, there's because because there's buzz. Well, when you brought up Andre Ward saying there's uh, levels to this, and mm-hmm. it sort of became this buzz—not buzzword, but buzz line. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing has happened with footwork, footwork, footwork. Mm-hmm. Look at Lomachenko's footwork, and that's someone that you really do look mm-hmm. to their footwork. Willie Pep. Mm-hmm. There were also people who just have natural ring awareness and the ability to always find themselves in to put themselves in good positions. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what Bivol is to me. Mm-hmm. I, this isn't some guy who I don't believe he won that fight with his feet. Okay. Um. I believe that because of his extensive amateur career, that these guys have an understanding of where to be and and how to shift and have themselves in the proper position and rip off shots. Like you said, whether it's he was catching or shooting, which we mm-hmm. didn't expect, or what, what, what you made a priority in your 
um, keys to victory was to throw shots when this guy is inactive, which is about two thirds of the time. Right. Um, which that just to piggyback on that statement. The other thing that's thrown around too much is the blueprint. You know, the blueprint, the blueprint, the blueprint. Yes. That's what folks need to do if they do want to beat Canelo. And Canelo needs to fix what the guy, what Jesse said, that after he throws a shot, he's got to move his head. Yeah. He was not. He was. I mean, there were times where now there's a highlight reel at the Bavol fight where Canelo was slipping, doing his like, you know, slip. Like it looked like Bavol landed a lot of shots. But Canelo mm-hmm. slipped every one of them. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there was stuff where they showed it in super slow motion. It was like dunk, dunk, dunk. Right, dunk, right. Dunk. And what what you have there is is what's the uh, who has done this? Uh, uh, Golovkin had both had success in both fights. And again, I would talk about Golovkin's ability to be in range and to cut the ring off and etc. I don't think as Golovkin is. Oh, I, I, his feet are like fucking Willie Pep. It's right. just in in a ring IQ right. and the ability to 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 awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to distinguish and stop using footwork as the description of though all of those things. So you're saying footwork and positioning are two different things. Absolutely, they are. Okay. Absolutely, they are. Okay. I th- I agree. I think I think that it's it's th- there's a distinction between the two. Um, footwork. I, there's people. Your feet. What? You can have. You don't have to have the greatest footwork, but you can have excellent positioning. Or you can. See, have, I don't think Chavez had great footwork. I think he had incredible position. positioning and the ability to cut off the ring. I don't. Yeah. Th- that guy's feet were not. I don't even your know. De- you, well, your so your definition of footwork is someone who's a little lighter on their feet. I, I guess what I'm saying, B, is like there's just these the Willie Peps of the world, you know, who sort of fight cutie, Nicolino Loche. Like when you say footwork, this is who I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. you know. And these 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 tropes that you talk about them, I talk about them, and then they come in, and then you hear the casuals start using them. Right. You know what I mean? But really, the way Andre Wood brought there's levels to this into into the. Yeah. The lexicon, the lexicon is the same way Paul Malinaji brought catch and shoot into the lexicon. Right. He, he didn't invent it. But no, he's that's, been that's, around. That, yeah, that's definite gym talk, catch and shoot. That's definite like. But trainer, Paulie, trainer but talk, Paulie right. has such a high IQ in the ring and it's would be such a good coach and is such a good analyst. He brought Jim talk to showtime. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't mean he's the first person ever said it, but I'm saying, right. And, you and started he, hearing it more. Right. Paulie brought, you know, and so I think people use it now and don't know what it means. The same way I, that's so it's why I'm talking about it. Okay. The same way people talk about footwork. I'm like, I, I, I think you think, you know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a Chavez or or if you look like certain guy, I don't look at someone like. Um, so you're saying as, you can have good feet and not 
have great feet work. Good feet meaning sure. good, good position. Sh- sure. Great Dude. footwork. Great footwork by your definition or what you're talking about when you mean it and when you say it are guys who fight a different style than a Bivol. B, if uh, I say to you, if I say to you, is Marco Antonio Barrera great? You're going to go, yes, one of the greatest Mexican fighters of all time. Right. I'll bet you his feet aren't in the top five things. Right, that, right, right. I hear you know, but saying. if we discuss it, well, well, how is he always in position to right. beat some of the best of his era and yeah. beat a guy with Ahmed who did have crazy footwork? Right. I so Okay, that's a great, that's a great distinction between the two right there. Barrera and Ahmed. I, I, I just, I, I, it's starting to get, it's starting to frustrate me a bit. And, and what I mean by this is because you and I get these letters, which we love. We also get hit up a lot, you know, right, right. and I, I love discussing it, but I don't, I don't like when it gets into these things where, where it's, it, it starts becoming where people think they, they no, his footwork is great. No, no, no. Stop, man. So we're talking about different things here. Well, let me. All right. So let me get through the next the next letter. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. Done well, there's going to be more. There's going to be more. This answers this letter. So um, I love your show. This is from Patrick Curran. What's up, Pat? I love your show. I think it offers the best analysis from the macros of the business down to the in-ring minutia. Great work. Keep it coming, which is why I was disturbed and bewildered by a comment made on episode 30. I believe Pat said Bivol had bad feet. I don't understand this. I was up Bivol had phenomenal footwork and he masterclassed it against Canelo. The way he rhythmically bounced around Canelo in circles, constantly updating the vector of attack with his jab and then springing in offbeat, planting and letting a violent combo before springing back out on his toes was to me great footwork. The success of his hit and run style, especially against a guy like Canelo, who is ridiculously good at timing guys, relies on footwork. Could you unpack what you meant by bad feet? We just did. And look, I, look I'll, I'll reiterate it. it can, if you guys want to call that footwork, then I'm, I'm just not, I just can't do it every episode. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't talk about someone when people out there, ex- when, when Nicolino Loche existed and Pep and Ahmed and guys, it's, it's, the, the, you're talking about body positioning. It's like, it's, it's like getting into hoops and talking about speed. Or was Iverson fast? maybe the fastest ever off the ball. And then you have someone, do you think of LeBron going to the rack as his explosive speed? They're totally different things. Right. If they, if they, if they ran a hundred yard dash against each other, it wouldn't, it's not, it's, it, do you want to put all these under the umbrella of footwork? If you want to put them all under the umbrella of footwork, then I guess I'd say, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. His actual feet, bro. I've seen both of his feet look like both of his ankles were broken in certain fights. You know when they fold, yeah, yeah, to the to your outside, mm-hmm. not inside, inside, outside. I've yeah, seen, yeah, not, I've yeah. seen, I've seen fights of him where they're both outward, and it looks like he has two broken ankles. Mm. He won the fight, right? That I'm, that I'm talking about. You know, so I, I I can do this every episode. If this is what people want, if you want to put things under some broad umbrella, then I guess do it. And, and, and you can say that, that his positioning and his ability to get in there, how he's doing it. It's 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 different to me. OK. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to the next one because we we answered that one like three times. Well, no, now my head's starting to. I'm I'm ready to you get all, my head. getting all charged up. I I mean I am. <laughs> all right, uh, this one's from uh, Ifsal Maluk. He says, "Hello, guys. What's up, Ifsal?" He says, "Seems like over up, the, the the last few years we have suddenly started getting a lot more undisputed champions." It feels like in recent memory that Bud Crawford unified at 140 pounds, and of course Josh Taylor, Usyk at cruiserweight, Canelo at super middleweight, who I'm sure you will have discussed at length by this stage of the episode. Lightweight is one fight away from an undisputed champion, as is welterweight and light middle, which we got. Um, right. Crawford could be in a position to become a three division undisputed champion if things pan out like he has planned, which would be insane. Agreed. Uh, yeah, man. Seems it used to be a huge deal in the past and quite rare. What do you think has changed? The obvious. Uh, it's very difficult since the the four belt four era belt era and the three belt era. So that's like the last 50 years, 40 years. It's been really difficult. Yeah, the four belts been about 20. The three has been about 40, 40 to 50. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah little belt start. Yeah. So you're talking a long fucking time. I mean, there um, was a time where B and I would crack up laughing at the WBO. Right. You know what I mean? Legit. Yeah, legit. Like, <laughs> and now it was, it's a now it's a it's it's like a legit belt. Um, I guess. Yeah. Hey, if you I, win it, man, fucking cool. Uh seems as though it's a huge deal in the past, quite rare. What do you think has changed? We just said that. Are fighters and promoters stepping up and trying to give us the best fights? Maybe it's the sanctioning bodies being less eager to strip fighters and force mandatories. Or have we just had a crop of special fighters come up recently? Also, what the fuck is an Irish Billy? Where's this reference from? <laughs> wow. Regards, Ifsa. Um, An Irish Irish Billy is our producer. Um, very evil. Very evil guy. And uh, the uh, the reference is that's his name. That's what his parents called him. Was born. <laughs> it's on his versus it's on his versus yeah okay. so i didn't that, even know that yeah that's 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 his name um i guess to try to answer this yes we've seen uh i think there certain promotional outfits are finally fucking realizing that you can use this as a promotional tool if a guy is undisputed uh because the sport is so desperate for viewership. It's become such a niche sport. I think the commissions are putting their heads together and saying we can all earn uh, off of this. Um, it's very difficult to fight four mandatories within a calendar year of winning each belt. So what they do is they strip a guy to get the 3% yeah, yeah. Uh, from both guys. And don't forget, if you're fighting under that commission, you're paying 3% to be ranked by that commission. Yep. So every fight, every contender, everybody under that umbrella, so to speak, fighting by that, under that sanctioning body, trying to be ranked by that sanctioning body is paying 3%, which is why when a guy hangs around as a mandatory and keeps getting skipped, and they make exceptions. They still have to for each successive fight. They still have to pay three percent. Which I don't know if you guys heard any of the sound bites with Dillian White going after um, Mauricio Suleiman, and who is the the head of the WBC, saying, "Why would you keep charging me sanctioning fees when you knew you were going to skip me and allow them to fight again?" Right, so, right. <clears throat> which is ridiculous. And Andre Ward 
uh, you guys can find this on Twitter. Uh, there's a big soundbite now where he's going really going after the sanctioning bodies and saying he doesn't understand their their function. Also, when a fight is made for big money, which the sanctioning body has really no part part in, that's the promoters come up with the money. The sanctioning body still wants their three percent, which Andre Ward was saying. A lot of fighters don't realize this. You can also negotiate that. You can be like, well, fuck you. I'm getting 100 million for this fight. You're not going to yep. get you know, you're not going to get three percent of that. I'll give you one percent of that. Yep. Uh, and be happy with it. I'm bigger than your organization now. Yep. Uh, so to in short, it's it's a very difficult thing, like you said, due to the fact that there are imagine if there was three NFLs or four NFLs. Right. And in order to be you had to play a team from each. Well, it would, would, that actually doesn't make sense. Imagine there was an AFL, a USFL still, you know, you had to and so on and so forth two other times you had to play each uh each best team from each league to be considered the super bowl champion that's that's what the unifier is and if those they, they and they have their own little super bowls so it's 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 a fucking it's a mess there's some guys very few some guys were like fuck you and speaking of earlier yeah Mar marco antonio barrera did it at one point yeah. he was the best guy <laughs> in the division ring magazine belt and was like fuck all of these fuck all the shit. I'm, bodies i'm, I'm not bigger I'm, I'm bigger than this i'm not paying I'm it bigger anymore. than this and everyone knows i'm the guy so, right so fuck what, it i don't need it i mean floyd to an extent did it all he wanted was the wbc remember yeah you know yeah. he's like ah fuck this i don't need this other shit and everyone criticized but anyway uh Mugs again, Trent. You know, Mugs. Mugs writes in the most. I think. Uh, how does How does Canelo losing shake up your pamph pamphlets? You'll see. On one hand, yeah. people dethrones Canelo. On the other, Canelo takes risks that not many fighters take in post Floyd era boxing. I believe he still parks Andre and Charlo. Um, I agree, especially with uh, when atop of the heap. Uh, which leads me to the next question: How do you How do you individually look at Can at Canelo now in his career? I take it as. If we as New Yorkers can still be fans of the bum ass Knicks or Nets, I can still be a fan of Canelo. If he retires now, he still had a Hall of Fame career. Correct. Uh, thanks, Bugs. Um, the, the Knicks are an embarrassment and they should fold the franchise. Uh, I'll say that. Wow. It's very I, dark. It's uh, Canelo is it, being a Knicks fan. I am a Knicks fan. I'm embarrassed by the team. Um, being a, a Canelo fan is like being a Yankee fan, who I'm also a fan of. I the Sixers I, fan, it's, I, I love watching. The Knicks suck. I am um, not just suck, embarrass the whole embar city. Embarrass the city, right. So I, being a Canelo fan is more akin to being a Yankee fan. If the Yankees lose, I go, well, at least they were there and in contention and they try to win every season. The Knicks don't try to win. So I, I, <laughs> fuck the Knicks. Um, God, I, I, I love you, but fuck the Knicks. Uh, Very upset. I, 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 I hope that answers that. You know, being a Canelo fan is a treat like it is being a Yankee fan. Um, this I, And again, I, I don't think Vinny and I are Canelo fans. Uh, we like what Canelo has done post Triple G. Um, it wasn't someone being fresh with us after our so, pick. Someone's always being fresh with me about Canelo. Like I'm like I have Canelo posters 
Yeah, which is very odd. We just kind of like that the guy fights people. And right. And stays all the busy. time. I, I, neither one of us are Mexican. Neither one right. of us are ginger's. I don't right. understand why it's like. I don't know. Uh, this is a mythical. Uh, this is from Anthony Gogan. Hey, Anthony, what's up? Uh, this is a mythical question. Doesn't mean jack shit. But does a 35 pound Duran beat a 35 pound Floyd? Yes. Yes. Duran is the best lightweight that ever lived. Agreed. That's not up for debate either. Don't write us. Thank um, you. Darcy Lettinen, he's written us before. What's up, Darcy? Uh, he says, sup, fellas, Civil Gorilla oh, yeah. from Van City here. Oh, Civil Gorilla. Sorry, I'm reading your government name. But, guys, that's what comes up on the... On the... <coughs> I'm excited for this fight. Let's talk Canelo before. Oh, shit, I should have... You know what? This came in right after we recorded the last episode. So this one's a little dated. Uh, now, you know what? Let's just treat this as like a breakdown, and then we're going to end the show with this. He says, now, Dimitri, let's see how right he was. Or wrong. Now, Dimitri Vol is a, is a natural light heavyweight, I believe, with a record of 19 fights, 19 wins loved by KO. Now, I haven't seen all of his fights, so I won't assume as to what levels competition was in the past. It was good. Um, all the top guys besides better be of. Um, but observations and opinions that come into play when making pred- a prediction on how this fight will seem to be like this. I should have read this one first. Sorry. Um, if you're a casual Canelo fan, then for sure you think he's going to take the vol out. Easy work, which I don't agree with. If common sense prevails, you say to yourself that the naturally smaller man is going to have a hard night stepping up in weight with a guy who on paper is the younger and taller, I think a two and a half reach advantage. So a little rangier and is flatlining a little over half of his opponents. Uh, This makes for an exciting challenge for Canelo. He's going to have to overcome all of that to get inside after a typically slow start, meaning it's a tough and exciting fight. Then you guys, like Teddy, who are big boxing fans, say Canelo's already the bigger guy, is going... Oh, then you got guys. I'm sorry, not you guys. Uh, who's, who are big boxing fans saying Canelo's already the bigger guy. is going to win, especially if he gets a decision, because Canelo always gets the, the decision. So Bivol needs to win by KO. In the end, I am leaning towards two. And I feel like if you guys agree with the third, that means Bivol knows... This and he's going to come out looking to take Canelo's head off. Or are these guys implying Bavol only set foots? This is actually a really good breakdown of pre-fight shit with yeah, a heavy favorite. Yeah, and, and the and the the guy who uh, and again, guys, this was written before the Canelo fight. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good uh, stuff. if you haven't already went through this, what are your thoughts? Let me know uh, what you think. Uh, I don't know what this means. Let me know what you think of Nicole competition to date. Does that mean? I think it's a typo of Bavol's competition to date. Probably. Okay. I probably spell checked it or something. Yeah. All right. Um, I think Bavol had, uh, I mean, he was defending the light heavyweight crown. Yeah. He was fighting good guys. He beat everybody except for better be of at the weight. Um, so a few things. Uh, one, Bavol got the decision. A lot of people didn't think he would. Um, and uh, two. Um, they did their best, you know, wh- whoever they is, B. Right. At this stage in our lives. Away from this long watching the, the sport, the powers that be, they tried their fucking hardest to take it from him, man. Right. You know, right. and that's what I tweeted when I called it egregious. I said they tried their best. Right. You know, you flip one of them rounds be on all their and, cards and it's, a, and it's draw. a draw. Right. So in the end, yeah, 
Vinny said it before, the 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 good big guy beats the good little guy. Uh, it came into play, but there's more than that. Bivol showed a lot, a lot of wrinkles um, that we 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 didn't maybe didn't pay enough attention to. I probably would do a deep dive myself on Bivol's previous fights and maybe see what Canelo's trainers may have missed. Um, Vinny and I knew he wasn't going to be a uh, wasn't going to walk through him. Um, I had good friends and with very high boxing IQ say, you think Bavol has a chance at this? I said, yeah, I think he actually has a very good chance to me. This fight's even money. Um, and uh, one of my other good buddies, we were all out. This is maybe a month ago. He was like, he's a, another boxing guy fought professionally for many years. He was like, Bavol is really good. I don't understand what everyone's mm-hmm. bitching about. And then, like I said, this was a round table of people way above my level of boxing that were debating whether or not this was Canelo was going to. So, listen, it wasn't like, oh, only the casual fan thought Canelo was going to steamroll Bavol. I'm telling you, I was out at dinner with With guys who fought professionally, with guys who fought professionally, boxing guys and trainers, and they were split on this. Um. I so, just want to remind, uh, not just, first of all, I have to remind each other this, but the, um, you know, revisionist history folk that are out there now that knew this is going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing that in air quotes. Listen, you're, you're not talking about, <laughs> we picked this guy, uh, Oh, he's going to steam steamroll Bivol, which we did not pick to happen. We, right. we picked we picked Canelo uh, by decision. But guys, this is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. With that comes a little bit of extra juice. Yeah. Whereas Terence Crawford goes to fifty four to fight the Charlo. To, that's unified. There's going to be a little extra juice there for me yep. than just a 47 guy going up. There's a, right, right. Oh, by the way, it's Terrence Bud Crawford that's doing this. Right. And that's why we're picking. This is a guy who swept through 168 in a calendar year, regardless of what you think of who he fought, where they oh, were the so champs. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so annoyed by this. Yeah, the, me too. Me too like me too. Th- these Canelo haters that are like, He'll never fight Caleb Plant goes and fight Caleb Plant kicks his ass. Uh, you know, the same again, the guy that David Benavides is fighting. Canelo broke the guy's face who outright embarrassed him. Lemieux, you know, I'm saying a lot of uh, I, I as, just doesn't affect you and I either way, because no. you and I are Mexican and we're not black. But I'm saying a lot yeah. of he won't fight any black guys. I'm like, oh, Austin Trout was white. Arislandi Lara. Arislandi Lara. Right. Floyd. It's Floyd. Yeah, Shane, Sugar Shane. These guys are, but again, it's not up for me or you because we're not Mexican and we're not. No, like I don't care. That about these guys. that that like that tribalism thing there is. Give me a fuck fuck off. Like just yeah, take that shit, move it somewhere uh, else. Move it somewhere else, man. Because you're. In fact, if that comes up in a debate, I'm blocking the motherfucker. You know, it's it. oh yeah, personally, absolutely, yeah, yeah. just blocking them. Yeah, it's it. I what I mean, it, like I, no one has written that to me. You, well, to oh. me, I don't know if they read. Yeah, I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing it. I'm seeing it a lot. It. You know, on it's, boxing Twitter. Right. Well, this not was our boxing Twitter, right? But. This was also the 
in Pat when Pacquiao's run, he's not fighting anyone. Uh, you know anyone who and and the the reference was slick, slick, which we slick, know what that means, right? Slick American style fighters, mm-hmm. which is the fucking silliest thing I've ever. Yeah, and then Bernard actually said the words. Yeah, Bernard he doesn't said, fight slick black fight fighters. Right. Up until then, is he won't fight any slick American fighters, which you know, right. you know. It's just it's insane. Guys got to look at it's, who's, it's, who's it's ranked crazy. at the weights while they're fighting like, you know, and then, of course, Pacquiao famously fights Tim Bradley, but he wasn't a, he his style wasn't right. Right. Were, right, right, you know, right. Wait, right. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mean Tim Bradley. Well, I, I meant, you know, this guy who I think basically it's like here's the here's a handful of guys I think that would give this guy trouble. They don't have any belts. They don't have any uh, leverage, but because I think that they're that this guy ducks this style of fighter, right? That's who we should fight. That's who we should fight. So Caleb mm. Plant was Canelo's boogeyman, by the way. Correct. And so was Billy Joe Saunders because Correct. they both fight a slick style. Right. But they can move. But now it's it's they're they're no good. Right. So now it's Andre, who's never fought at sixty eight, and Charlo who's never Saunders, fought. Saunders, Saunders, and. Caleb Plant, both undefeated champions. Right. And and now again, they stink. And again, the other boogeyman is 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 Benavides for Canelo. And what's blowing my mind is the guy he's fighting. And again, a a person beats B person doesn't always mean, you know what I mean? Just because you beat the yeah, a guy B person beats C person. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. always work that way. I understand. Nah. That. But five years ago, Billy Joe Saunders embarrassed David Lemieux. Probably won every minute of every round. Every minute of every round, and Canelo broke his fucking face. Yeah. So, and that's who Benavides and Lemieux style is made for Benavides. Come forward, face forward yeah. guy who Benavides is going to kick the shit out of. Um. So, I don't know. And Charlo's fighting Suleki. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's uh, how do you critique? One say, man and accept the Suleki fight. Right. You got to be a Hang fucking on. bozo. I'm going to go through just to not to be so negative on this, but it's really just been chapping my fucking ass. Um, Go ahead. Talk about Charlo's. Yeah, like the last few. Few. I mean, the, the, the whole career. Right. Of the bigger Charlo. Right. The guy at six- so he's fought. Now he's fighting Suleki. He fought Juan Macias Montiel, who he went to distance with. All right. Um, he might as well fought Fernando. <laughs> seriously. He fought Devinchenko, who's a tough guy. Yes. All is. Right, but probably passed it. He fought Dennis fucking Hogan. And Brandon Adams. That's that's who he's fought. I mean, that's who you're demanding Canelo fight. And he fought all, by the way, he fought all those guys at 160 pounds. Yes. So it's already to me written. Hey, look, I think it'd be a good fight. I'd like to see the Charlo fight, but don't sit here and say he deserves this Canelo fight. So if he moves up to 68 and Canelo washes him, I can already read the headline. Canelo is a weight bully and beat up on small mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. made Charlo go up to 68 where he'd never been mm-hmm. before. And then he mm-hmm. got also the same people are calling for Charlo Benavides. The mm-hmm. reason, let me just be clear to those that troll me. The reason why I want to see that 
is because of the the audio clip that fucking Vinny played before. These guys have history. They don't like each other. I'd also like to see Benavidez and Plant because mm-hmm. they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So to me, the lead up would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It would be a fun fight. They'd probably try to hurt one another. And the there's lead up something would be to great. be said, guys, when guys really don't like each other, right? Because so despite I, the promo that you see, a lot of guys, the second ding ding, yo man, you know, yeah. I, uh, what's the name uh, in Spanish? Castaño said. To, everything that happened outside of here yeah like i was just shit talking shit to sell the fight you know what i right. mean there's motherfuckers that they, they don't like each other after right 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 and don't like each other before you yeah. know and 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 really don't like each other i mean have a long history from the amateurs yes this guy, this guy was a dick to me in the locker room yes you know this guy did this i just don't like that motherfucker this guy you know big timed me at this big, right. tournament da, da, right, da, da, da. Right, right anyway all right so i just wanted to get that out at the end not to be too negative, but guys, keep writing us in at KOTBboxing at gmail.com, KEOTBboxing at gmail.com. And thank you for your letters. Uh, it seems to be more and more each week. In fact, my, yeah, phone, is, them, my phone is lighting up right now. So someone's spidey sense must be because we're getting the letter right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read mm-hmm. it right now, but we're getting the letter right now. Uh, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at Vinny underscore Paz. On Instagram at box cutter Pazzy. Anything Scary. stop it. Anything music related, jmtstore.com. Uh, we're still trying to two head, you know, they say two heads are better than one. And in, in in our case, that might not be true. We can't no. even figure out how to get these shirts done. Uh Just, the small hey, you one know in what? the why don't you guys write us in and tell us what size you are? And then we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 I'm not even kidding. Boxing at gmail.com. Write us in. Tell us what size shirt you want. We'll make some shirts and we'll still charge you for them. the so. the, uh, <laughs> the smart one in this operation is B's wife. Maybe she can figure yeah, out. She'll, she'll figure it out. Run of, you, a run of tease. You can you can find me at uh, at the killer B 24 on Twitter and at I underscore no underscore that underscore kid on so stupid, Instagram. Man. The best Instagram handle of all time. Hey, yo. Vinny, I love doing this show. It cracks me up. Me too, pal. We got a run of fights, you know. Yeah. Another month. Uh, it's going to be good. Things are going to be getting good. Yep. Um, let's let's try and stay healthy. Let's try to do that. All right, guys. We'll see y'all soon. All right. Peace, peace. Peace. Knock them out. Knock them out the box, pass. Knock them out. Knock them out the box, B. Knock them out.